so let's let's look at uh, Tom Hanks, right? Tom Hanks is Walt Disney. Let's, I'm trying to think of Who's... things to tear him down with. Um, you can't. That's the thing. That's why it's Tom Hanks. You can't oh. do that. To Tom he's not going to be talking. He's, he's, he's not going to be talking. He's going to be. He's going to be drawing his fucking mice all the time, isn't he? He's not going to be any fun to talk to. Those mice are um, animations, sweethearts. <laughs> that, how dare you? Right? That man made Disneyland. Have you ever been to Disneyland? It's amazing. No. I can't believe we're having this, this discussion. And it's Tom Hanks. Everyone loves Tom Hanks. Yeah, he might be a Nazi, but, you know, that was perfect. Tom Hanks is a Nazi? What is Disney's a Nazi? Whoa, 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 whoa. I want to say it depends what conclusion. Yeah, it depends what subreddit you read. Um. <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to Ultimate Film Combat. I'm your host James O'Malley taking over from Xander and David this week on the Film Me In podcast. We did good enough last time that we uh, decided that we should make another one. Uh, this time we've roped in uh, the people, the lovely people over from the final draft. But first we're going to bring in uh, my trusty sidekick, Joe Cook. How are you doing? I'm very good, thank you James. I'm pumped for this edition. I know stakes are high this time round, aren't they? Like, you know, we've, we've got to look professional this time round. Yeah. Well, um, we well, have guests. Think... Um, not only that, like, you've, you've all, you're back on uh, you're back on fat checking and, and whatnot, aren't you, this time? How how you feeling about that? It's like, because it's last time it was real stressful. Like, like Charlie from the Always Sunny in Philadelphia, like the Pepe Sylvia meme, trying to get everything in in time. I had a whole essay of notes and it's like it one line did. of it was used. Um, but I, I will be bringing interesting facts such as Batman is in both Dark Knight and um, Batman Returns. Film. And Batman Returns, <laughs> yes. Oh, two films that, of course, feature Batman. Wow. Amazing. Phenomenal. I know. Right, uh, <laughs> Much David and Xander. <laughs> David and Xander, guys, how are you doing? You're back with us. Uh, uh, as always, you're, you're always here. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm back. I'm still undefeated as of yet. Um, only just, only just undefeated. Okay, last time you won by an upset. Okay, so yeah, you know what? I'll take it, mate. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, not but, says Dander, can I just remind you that you've won one? It's not yes. like you've yeah. won multiple. I was going to say one. Technically undefeated. Undefeated. Technically undefeated. Like you've won one. <laughs> um, see, this is going to be our problem all night. Me and David have to work as a team, and we have yes. spent the last year and a bit on this podcast making sure that people know that we don't work well as a team so this is yeah. going to be fucking impossible <laughs> well like, should, should we just should we end it now and just just give the, 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 the <laughs> yeah let's do it let's do it yeah. yes. great okay well thank you everybody so much for listening uh, no we're not so easy <laughs> all right and finally we've got alex and adam uh from the final draft guys how you doing thank you so much for coming on with us tonight Hello, Hello, thanks for having us on. Uh, we're doing good. Uh, right, so- can't wait to embarrass you on your own podcast. This is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. oh. it's, it's, on, it's, on, it's on David and Zandy, you know. Like they're, they're representing. I'm just kind of relishing here, in this. Okay. But, you know. We're loving the you, fighting talk. We're loving bear, it. Bear, 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 in, bear in mind, David and Zander, I am technically your boss. So, you know, just like, I, you oh. know. I, I do, I do, wait, I, does that you, mean you're getting paid then? You've got, you've got me to deal with after this. So, you guys yeah. are getting paid? Um. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, before we start, guys, just just walk us through your podcast real quick. What's it about? Just you know. Uh, oh God! Well, Final Draft is a film and TV discussion podcast by mm-hmm. hosted by myself oh. and Adam. Uh, we've been watching films together for ages. Uh, we're students from creative industry. Okay. Adam's a DP, and I'm a graphic designer. 
Um, and yeah, we just like chatting about films. We run a film club called uh, Double Feature. We give each other films, go home and watch. Um, and yeah, it's just fun. It's just a open platform for anyone to join in the discussion. Um, we yeah, we just talk a bit about everything and anything really film related. Um, nice. So nice. yeah. So so uh, towards the end of the podcast, we'll we'll, uh, we'll get you to share out all your stuff uh, so people uh, people who listen to this can go off and. Nice. Uh, and uh, listen to you guys. Uh, but first, let's walk you through uh, the rules of uh, the of, uh, of tonight. So uh, we've set up a couple of rounds for you. You're gonna uh, you're, you've picked your films for each round. You've got ten minutes to argue your points. Okay. Now bear in mind you are working as a team, so uh, you're gonna want to let each other you know get get an ear in. Okay. And um, that's uh, pretty much it. <laughs> and towards the end of uh, the uh, towards the end of the match to find out who is the ultimate champion we have got uh, some quick fire questions i've prepared that none of you know about no. except joe and except uh, for me yes uh so, some of them are a little bit evil um for those ones evil you've got evil. uh you've got one minute to argue why that point is better um make sense, Makes sense. yes okay great Right, right, so uh, let's get things going. Uh, of course, like I think everybody loves a superhero movie, and one of the top three superheroes of all time is, of course, Batman. Fred Flintstone. So, <laughs> God's sake, Joe. <laughs> so, tell, uh, so, so, guys, you've got to uh, you've got to explain to us which is the best Batman movie and why. Alex and Adam, we're going to go over to you first. Okay, cool. Um, Easy. Well, it's an obvious choice, isn't it, Adam? I mean, you know, like, yeah. when I think of best... I mean, this is probably even maybe one of the best movies ever. I mean, that's how a lot of people see it, and many people are saying that. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's obviously The Dark Knight. I mean, The Dark Knight is just hands down Very um, strong choice. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's one of the quintessential Batman adaptations, mm -hmm. and I think, mm -hmm. you know, we could... I don't want to even... It's not, it's not necessarily so much about the quality of the film itself, but you asked what's the best Batman film? And I think yeah. in terms of how Chris Nolan and uh, the whole team adapted Batman for right. the big screen in The Dark Knight um, just hasn't really been topped since. Nice. Um, okay. And maybe never will. So, so, right, so with that in mind, okay, you, you've spouted a couple facts at us right now. Try and keep some of them for yourself, but now we're gonna cross over now to David and Xander. Guys, what have you picked? <laughs> um, so, um, oh, da David, I'll let you introduce it. I'll let you introduce this one. Shut up. Uh, we have decided to go with... I, I, I see David and Xander are working incredibly well so far. This is so easy already. Yeah, this, this, I, I've already was first for a reason. Uh, I will yeah. introduce it. Um, so we have decided to go with uh, the Lego Batman movie from 2017. Bit of an okay. underdog, but we genuinely believe that this Again. is actually the best Batman film because it is just the most fun Batman film. Again, no, in fairness, it's it's a strong choice. It is a very, very strong choice. Okay, right. Uh, so you've got your films picked, guys. You have now got 10 minutes to argue with one another uh, as to who has got the better film. And then me and Joe are going to judge you at the end. Make sense? Yes. Oh. All right, your time starts now. Well, we've won already. I think I think um, the the idea that me and David were going for when we chose the Lego Batman movie was that uh, mm. the, like, the question is best Batman movie, and like, sure, The mm. Dark Knight is probably a better movie, a better made film, but Lego Batman 
is the better Batman movie. This movie is a mm. love letter to Batman. The, the character that's been with us for close to 100 years now. And it makes comments and jokes about all the different eras. And it feels like, somehow makes it feel like the same Batman from every other movie in this in this one universe. Um, mm-hmm. And it's got uh, Will Arnett's uh, almost like great performance that he carries over from the Lego movie. The whole reason this movie got made is because he was so good in, in the Lego movie. Um, it's got little nods and Easter eggs to um, other people like um, oh, Two-Face is played by Billy D. Williams as he was played yeah. by Billy D. in Batman 89. Um, and there's loads of little Easter eggs to the other films in this movie that just goes to show like, how much the people who made this love Batman and care about Batman mm. And so pumped it all into this movie. It's interesting because you talk about like um, I, I undoubtedly think it's probably like what probably one of the most well considered for like like fans, I guess. Like you talk about all the things that they bought in um, from different movies, and it's like a love letter. Um, but I think because before the Dark Knight and Batman Begins and that whole Christopher Nolan trilogy, Batman as Batman was seen as very kind of like a a cartoonish. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, cartoonish character that was liked by a very specific audience and I felt that what these films and The Dark Knight specifically did was make Batman a serious staple in like pop culture um, and really defined what it means to be yeah if you if you're talking about Lego Batman being this kind of interesting reflection which I agree it is it's definitely an interesting reflection on the whole Mm. legacy of the Batman brand but what is it reflecting? It's reflecting the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight defined what modern Batman is. I mean, and, and you see its influence through, you know, all of the other Batman properties through, you know, the cartoons, the animations and uh, other films, you know. Um, the Dark Knight, you know, yeah, it's a it's a great movie, but I think why it's the best Batman movie is because there's so much love and passion uh, put into it. And if you want to talk great performances, I'm obviously going to use the trump card of Heath Ledger's Joker. I mean... If you talk Batman, you can't not talk about his rogues gallery. It's kind of the most iconic thing about him outside of the suit and everything. And, um, you know, something like Heath Ledger's performance in The Dark Knight is lightning in a bottle. It only happens, you know, once in a few generations where you get something so transcendent from the piece of work. Um, And a big part of it is because it's such a well-thought-out adaptation of the character from the comics too. I mean, Chris Nolan, and I think he wrote it with his brother, um... They really spent a lot of time poring over classic Batman stories and making sure that it was a thoughtful adaptation of the themes that have always made um, the Dark Knight interesting uh, from from its very first inception. And that's why I think the Dark Knight's so brilliant is that it's this, you know, it's 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 everything fascinating about Batman condensed into one movie, um, and it is a fucking great movie too. Yeah. See, what you've said there about um, it being everything great about Batman condensed into one movie. This is literally everything about Batman condensed into one movie. That's what makes this the best Batman movie. You're never going to see like a live-action version of um, the shark bait repellent ever again, other than either in this or in the Adam West adaptation with the TV show. You're never going to see like certain characters... Like, I think Cond- um, Condiment King is in this as well. Mm. I don't think he's even in, like, the new Suicide Squad. And Calendar Man's in that. So there's certain characters that we'll never see on the big screen that is, for some reason, just thrown into this movie. 
And on top of that, this also brings in other properties from Warner Brothers as well. So not only is this a great Batman movie, this is also a fun King Kong movie. It's a really stupid Lord of the Rings movie. It's the best, most recent like Harry Potter movie we've had. Um, like, I guess... There's so is it, much is it, in this. Is it though? <laughs> no, because look, I'm, look, I'll be straight up, alright. I think Dark Knight's incredible, but at the end of the day, it's a Batman movie. It's it, one of its prime objectives is to sell toys and you know keep the Batman brand alive, right? Um, <laughs> what and we're talking, Lego? we're talking best Batman film. I'm not talking best Lego spin-off film. You know, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, having... What sells better, an action figure of Batman? Or a Lego set of Batman and the entire Batman. We're getting too far away from the food. Yeah, David, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, like, you know, you said a bit about, like, the characters and and the whole greater universe of Batman being interpreted in this film. And, And I agree, you know, there's not often an opportunity that comes up where you can show all of those characters. But is it about that? You know, is it about the, the kind of Marvel-esque nature of all these different characters coming together? I think that what the Dark Knight did was it redefined what Batman is more about, and it's about those kind of deeper themes and the things that it explored within that were so well expertly crafted. It really defined Batman as a very, very specific narrative in everyone's mind, which shaped the rest of yeah. Batman as a whole yeah, forever. Yeah. I, because before say, it was a very kind of convoluted kind of bit of a mess of what it, you know it was it, it it was too too afraid to kind of go outside the nature of being this cartoonish cartoonish slapstick stuff you look at the tim burton stuff although that was a serious step forward in terms of like cinematic progression like the themes and the way it was directed and the look of the film it still felt very comic booky it was locked in these kind of doors and um, the, the Dark Knight blew it out of out of that completely. So with with the Lego, going back to the Lego Batman, this is one of the funniest kids movies you will see. Like the first twenty minutes, are like even half an hour, are like a laugh a minute. I the first time I saw it, I missed half the jokes because I was laughing so much at the previous jokes, and the the song at the start as well is absolutely hilarious. Um, the let's get nuts yeah, mix. The let's get nuts mix. There's there's so many great like quick fast paced jokes. Zach Galifianakis as the Joker does a really great performance, and it's such a shame that we've had so many great jokers that he won't be remembered as a great Joker because he did a really great performance. And also in regards to the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight spawned like was was a really dark take on this character, and it spawned so much dark so many dark comic book movies afterwards like we had immediately after we had Watchmen. we had um man of steel we had yeah Yeah, thank thank you (laughs) no keep going but i'm saying this is a bad thing like like not that this this movie showed that like oh yeah this character can be dark but it may it taught the wrong lessons so in that sense man keep going so the lego man batman movie could have been made two minutes left you're coming in to your final points now guys I'd say I'd say I do hear that, but you know, but I also think that's an extreme point in its favour that The Dark Knight was so defining on the Batman brand and wider cinema. But to focus on Batman specifically, 
Um, I mean, it, yeah. you know, it, it, it just, it, it, it was just the status quo of what Batman is, and now Batman's completely different now. Like, it's always ever changing, you know. So, um, yeah. it being an important note in the history of Batman, I think, you know, speaks for itself. And I'd say that for your film, I, I agree with all your points. You know, I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I do think Lego Batman is has a lot of um, charm, and it's really lovable. And it is an absolute love letter to Batman. Um, but I don't think it would exist without the Dark Knight yeah. because what Lego Batman is kind of criticizing a bit is the grim and dark uh, take yeah. on Batman, which, you know, the Dark Knight is that 100%. And I think when people, when, you know, if you ask anyone on the street what they think of when they think of Batman, they think of Chris Nolan's Dark Knight. You know, it's just, I think it's the iconic thing that's burned into a lot of people's minds, or at least the whole generation's mind. Whereas, you know, I don't think Lego Batman, as lovely as it is, is going to really stay around in the same way. David, nice. what do we do? Yeah, as a counterpoint to that, I feel like <laughs> I feel like although yes, it brought Batman in, it brought these dark tones into superhero movies and showed us that these movies can be dramatic and serious. But this has also brought it back into superhero movies can be fun and can be for kids. They don't have to be just barely for kids and just barely able to watch when you're 12. Anybody can watch this. And this also tells a story about family. And for once, Batman isn't this dark and brooding character. At the start, he is, but he actually has a character development of he starts caring about people again. He starts caring about Alfred more. He starts caring about the Bat family in general. He actually basically has a child through um, Robin in this. He tells the and Joker the start, that he hates him. Yeah. It's like, it's like the opposite of a love story. It's a hate it, story. It, Zandy, you've just ruined my That's entire point. That's time. <laughs> say, it's a love story. And you just say, it's a hate story. Come on. Think, Zandy, think. <laughs> worth it <laughs> okay okay well some very very good points have been raised um joe what did you think of that i think well i'm, I'm not do gonna we, say do we, do we need a conversation about this do, do, do you think do i you mean think... i know which yeah you know we're not basing it on my opinion yes. but i know what team had the stronger arguments that's for sure um do you want, do you want some facts some yeah, figures. go on. What, what, what did, I'm right, sorry, it's going to be using Batman as he's in both of these movies. So, did you know that Batman is in both of these movies? <laughs> <laughs> what? You noticed that, actually? No. Oh, hang on. Yeah. You fucking way. That's like kind actually. of the <laughs> century. <laughs> have, have the boys in the lab run it again. Like, hang on, let me, after, let me fact check this. this. <laughs> when? Yeah, when is he? Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. I don't fucking believe it. Do you have a time code for it? Do you have a specific time code for when Batman is in this I don't. That's something I'll have to get on my people in the lab to check. I think uh, from zero 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 in both films. No, that's the title card. <laughs> I just love the yeah. idea of like Joe wearing like goggles and a lab coat and just, just trying like, to look for Batman in every film. <laughs> He's not in this one. <laughs> All I can imagine um, is him holding like the prong things yeah. and like pouring liquids into each other. It's like, Batman. you know, like. You know, like Batman's massive, like ridiculously massive computer. I imagine you just sat there, like crunching away the numbers. He's just putting one next to each movie of all time for how many Batmans are in it. <laughs> right, Joe. What, Joe? What, what have we got? What have we got for us? There are a total of fifty-five villains in the Lego Batman movie. Wow. Uh, so that includes Batman villains and the Daleks and all all that jazz. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Um, one of you Batman. mentioned the. The Dark Knight 
is more of a film that anyone can watch and the Lego Batman movie was for fans. Um, and I think that's kind of reflected via the, the Rotten Tomato score because um, The Dark Knight has an audience score of 94, but the Lego Batman has an audience score of 80. Mm. Mm. All right, okay. Also, I, I, I picked up, um, I think it was David that said um, the Calendar Man is in the new Suicide Squad. Did you, did you, did you catch that point? Because I think... Off the top of I my head, I, I don't. I don't think it's Calendar Man. I think you're thinking. I think it was Polka Dot Man. Yeah, I think in the Man, I was like Calendar Man. Yeah, in it, and I, thought, no, I mean you lose points. Man afterwards. Yeah. Doesn't mean you lose points. No, yeah, we, we <laughs> just true, we yeah. just got a point. No, I think you need to lose checks. points. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm, nit, I'm nitpicking. Pretty bonus points. What else did you find? What else did you find? If anything else. So Morgan Freeman. Okay. who was in the Dark Knight trilogy and the Lego movie, said that uh, the Batman from the Lego movies is his favourite incarnation of the character. Wow. Okay. Mm. Nice. Wow, what a slap in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a betrayal. <laughs> he films he did with him, bloody hell. <laughs> when he did in the same studio. All right, anyway. okay. Um, so, Joe, if you were to hand hand out the, the point to uh, film me in or the final draft, who, who are you going to hand it to? Ooh. Oh, don't do this to me, because I cried at the Lego Batman film. You did. Um, <laughs> I did. I think I prefer the Lego Batman film, but based on arguments, I'd yep. have to give it to uh, the other team. I forgot their name. Yeah, the final, dra- I've just said- <laughs> the final draft. I've just said The final draft team. We can cover that. I'm going to write that down. Joe! Okay, do you want to do that uh, bit again? No, we can look no. really professional. No, no, it's, no it's done now. It's done now. It's done now. I've just told you. I just wanted to make James annoyed. Absolutely shocking. At least I told you that Batman's in the film, though. So you did do that. Yeah, you're welcome. You got that. I didn't know it. Um, yeah, I, on, honestly, on, honest opinion. After 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 that um, after that show that you both just put on, um, it to me that just looked like Alex and Adam just you know grabbing David and Xander by the head and just kicking them in the bollocks and just holding them at arm, arms length. That's what that was. That's what that was. It was. It wasn't a fight. That was a demolition. <laughs> Powerful imagery. Uh, you loved it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna say the final draft win that round. Well deserved. Well deserved. Lovely. Yeah, that, yes. that was an that will... was an uphill battle. That was an uphill. You did, no, you did pick a really interesting one though, and I do. You did. Yeah. I do. I do think you do have an interesting case for it, actually. Yeah. I did watch it the other day, and like, yeah, it is, it is brilliant. Well, it's and you have convinced me to watch it because certainly I haven't. So. I mean, I mean, well the options are between Lego Batman and uh, Batman Begins, and really for second place, and I fell asleep during yeah. Batman Begins the other day. So, I guess how many I times have you really seen it? it. I've, I've seen it a few times, but it just. Uh, well. I don't know, man. There's something about that movie. It's just a little long. It is a little bit long, yeah. Yeah, it has its flaws, you Dark know. Knight like, longer, though. I know, but yeah, it's but more better. interesting. Dark Knight's two and yeah. a half hours. Anyway, uh, we're going we're gonna to move on. Greatness. Um, <laughs> we're going to move on to the second round. This one is a little bit interesting. Uh, top three characters to go on a road trip with. <laughs> uh, so, I don't actually know who I'd pick. Do you, do, you, do, you have, do you have any idea who you'd pick? 
I haven't heard a half of these characters. So I think the only, think, the only I think ones I really know totally is the cops from Game Night. Oh, nice. Oh, I, I thought I'd you meant go. the choices. Oh, oh. I meant, would you? Oh my God! What is uh, that? What probably that okay. No. Okay, here's my choices. Fred Flintstone from the Fred Flintstone from the first Flintstone film. Flintstone business. Fred Flintstone played by Mark Addy because there were two of them. Great. And then probably <laughs> someone else that I can't think of at the moment. There we go. <laughs> I Amazing. hate this. I hate yeah, this. No, this, I, is, going, this is perfect. I, I'm going Tony Stark, Alfred, and uh, God, who else? Who else should I throw in there? Just for the sake of it, uh, Spider Man. Spider Dad. Spider Man. There, yeah. Oh my Spider God. Dad. We're gonna go Spider Dad. So you're going um, with two really rich people and then just basic options. Guy. Yeah, because I think about it, Alfred can just you know he can be, he's the guy to pick up the bags for us. You know, he's just kind of you know. oh, you want a slave? Oh my <laughs> God, <laughs> Move along, he, move he, along. He anyway, anyway, yeah. So we're gonna go over to David and Xander first, um, guys. Who are you picking? Okay, um, I'll introduce this one because I've picked you, two yeah. of the three. You, you introduce the first one, and then I'll and then I'll I'll take over. Yeah. So um, <laughs> this was a very random fall when we were picking these answers, but I chose Carl S. Purdom Jr., aka the cop from Game Night. Okay. Um. Then right. I then then it was my turn to choose. And my Brigsby Bear DVD was in front of me. So I chose Mark Hamill from Brigsby Bear. I don't know his character's name, but if you've seen it, right. you know who I mean. Great. Then okay. Finally, I chose Ash from um, Evil Dead. Specifically, Evil Dead 2, most likely, because he's the most fun Ash. Okay. Yes. Mm. All right. Okay. Interesting. Very <laughs> interesting. All right. Let's go over to the final draft, guys. Who are you picking? Yeah. This is a weird one. We um <laughs> we try to think of, like, who would, like... We'd have to create some sort of like really good tension in in this car journey. Yeah. yeah. So, and in discussing all these different characters, bringing ones in and out, we ended up uh, <laughs> coming up with the three Walters. All right. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, we've got Walter White from Breaking Bad. <laughs> Great. All right. <laughs> I I think he's it. probably driving, depending on like where he <laughs> is on his journey. Okay. Um, you can pick whatever series he's from. I don't mind. <laughs> Um, we've got Walter from uh, The Big Lebowski, because uh, he's just like, you know, a, a short fuse. You never know yep. what he's going to come up with. And then Tom Hanks as Walt Disney. You, Amazing. You know, it's a good way of getting Tom Hanks in the car, I guess. <laughs> yeah. With the free Walters. So you've got a racist, a meth cook, and somebody who I don't know. Excellent. Pretty much. Yeah. You don't know Walt yeah. Disney? <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, guys. Same, same again. Uh, we're going to go over to uh, the filming podcast first this time round. Uh, your ten minutes starts now. Good luck. Okay, so this one's a bit of a weird one. I feel like we've got the most interesting um, choice because we have a literal weirdo who stares at their neighbours across the street and just never gets invited to anything. So it'd be nice to invite him out to something at least. It's it's a bit of a pity um, invite. He's but oh. to be fair, he's also shown that in the movie, to, in the end credits, when we're in his basement seeing how he did all the plans for the movie, he's actually got a great song on because he's got really good he taste have, in music. So he can choose the music for the road good trip. Taste in music. Then Mark Hamill from Brigsby Bear, right? Sure, he may have kidnapped a baby. You know, <laughs> we'll let him off for that. But the, the road trip could be our escape to Mexico or something to get him out of prison. Um, anyway, so... 
if we're ever bored of the great music that Carl has chosen, then Mark Hamill has this entire universe of characters from the show Brigsby Bear in his head, where he can, he made all the voices for the show, so he can make the voices, do the, tell the stories, and we could be like, wow, this is crazy. And Ash has a car, and it's a cool car. So we're borrowing Ash Ash's car, cool car, Carl's music, Mark Hamill's voice, and just all around pleasantness around to be around. Apart from the on child kidnapping, that, there you go. On top of that, Ash also brings the uh, the charming factor to the group. Because let's face it, me and Xander are very charming. Mark Hamill Wait, from Brigby Bear isn't very charming, and Carlos Putin Jr. definitely not charming. But Ash, damn, Ash is gonna get us some ladies in the car. Yeah, that's what he, he's gonna he, do. He he gonna he gonna help us out. Amazing. Okay, right. Uh, final draft. Uh, why? Why did you pick uh, pick your lot? Very well, good you've, question. You've you've clearly thought very like you know you're you're trying to imagine it as a nice time, and we kind of pitched it as it would just be an awful car journey <laughs> from start to finish. Like you've got more white in there. He's just a complete asshole, self obsessed. Like he's gonna be shouting and screaming, and then you've got two sh- these two short f- fuses going off at each other, and then you've got Walt Disney in the middle. You know, Tom Hanks to Walt Disney as well, and he's just uncomfortable. He's not having a nice time, and you know, the question was the weirdest road trip, and I think uh, wherever it is we're going in this car or in the van or whatever, I just think they're back and forth. <laughs> with you right. The question the was the top three characters to go on a road trip with. It wasn't weirdest; it was just the best three. Okay, well. They, 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 they went for weirdest <laughs> tell you what we can also beat you in weirdest we have a cop who is like you know he's probably gonna do some racist thing halfway through we've got uh, also oh carl God. is oh really <laughs> carl, carl is also really awkward he makes every single situation he's in so uncomfortable if you've seen that movie every single scene he's in is like Oh my god, when will it end? When will it end? Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill literally kidnapped a child at the start of his movie. He kidnapped a baby and raised it in a bunker and pretended that a TV show was real and taught him, him loads of crazy things. And Ash fights zombies. Give me oil in my lamp. So we've, we, we've, got, we've got a really weird road trip as well on our hands. So anyway, you look at this. When it comes to, like, the comparison between you guys, yes, you have a racist. We have a probable racist. We have the king of yes, all racists. A... <laughs> <laughs> but we have a guy who fucking kidnapped a child. And you may More have like somebody falling. But we More have like somebody child. Wait, shit, did he? Our team. Our team. Would... Yeah, he's, he stole his own daughter in the last season. Oh, shit, he so... did. Yeah. That's... We could, we could do it all. We, we could go around. If it's your own kid. Our crew would go around team, scattering rashes, making them, stealing team babies. From the big, Lebow- big Lebowski, like he's such a short fuse. He's so chill and mellow. You do one thing wrong, like maybe you go for a bump, and he's shot a pistol through the roof. He's <laughs> crying, you know, because he does. He's 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 busy drawing away in the back seat as Walt Disney. He's busy drawing yeah. fucking mice. <laughs> yeah, right. And he's he's getting upset because. Walt's, <laughs> Walt's going off in the front and then sat <laughs> sat in the fucking front net right next to him is us two and then fucking Walter White our only saviour is driving the fucking car and you have no idea where he is like whether he's series one Walter White and he's just gonna freak out as well or he's series five Walter 
whole way. It's just gonna do you all. Like the boots gonna, you know. The only thing I'm wondering is if it's like depending on which season of Warwire he is, what's he also wearing? Because it's season one Warwire, is he just walking like he's in the... driving around in his tie whiteies? Yeah, I think he's in the tie whiteies. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, no, I think he's in the apron with his ass cheeks out. I think he's doing that. <laughs> now Jesse's we're talking. Now, now I like... want to go on your road trip, see? See, see now we've how... got sex appeal. <laughs> how easy that was? Jesse's ass from the fucking evil dead. Uh, <laughs> Ash Ash is hot. A hot. He's a hot teacher. He's a, he's he, a bad boy. He is a guild. He cooks meth. <laughs> as, as, as Will said during our horror greatest of all time tournament, Ash is a snack. Ash is indeed yeah. a snack. He's a snack. You, um, you got plenty of snacks on your road trip, all right? Are you pulling over to the gas station? You've got plenty of snacks. You don't need Ash in the Evil Dead. Oh, I mean, that, we've also got plenty of snacks through the fact that Carlos Burnham Jr. will probably go to the shop and get us all the food for us. And Andy's a cop. He'll probably be able to get it for free. Just that's not, that, that's not how the police works. Um, so I think we've kind of kind of made our point on like you know our, our road trip would be great for a good time because of because of Carl's music, Mark Hamill's voices, and just pleasantness and Ash's uh, car, like that would and his sexiness and his sexiness. Oh, yeah. For a good time, we've got the best road trip. For the for the weirdest, most uncomfortable road trip, we also have a cop who's Lord so knows. awkward around everyone, a child kidnapper, and a guy who fights zombies with a chainsaw hand. So, I think we we've kind of we've kind of uh, so 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 let's let's look at uh, Tom Hanks, right? Tom Hanks is Walt Disney. Let's, I'm trying to think of Who's... things to tear him down with. Um, you can't. That's the thing. That's why we want. Tom Hanks. You can't oh. do that. To Tom he's Hanks. not going to be talking. He's, 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 he's not going to be talking He's going to be right. He's going to be drawing his fucking mice all the time, isn't he? He's not going to be any fun to talk to. Those mice are um, animations, sweethearts. <laughs> How dare you? Right? That man made Disneyland. Have you ever been to Disneyland? It's amazing. No, I can't believe we're having this, this discussion. And it's Tom Hanks. <laughs> Everyone loves Tom Hanks. Yeah, he might be a Nazi. But, you know, that was perfect. Whoa, 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 whoa. I want to say conclusion. Yeah, it depends what subreddit you read. Um, <laughs> um, Thank Christ for this. You're coming up to your final two minutes. <laughs> but, what, Walter as well. You, if like, be, I, I just said Walter as if I was talking about the same Walter as anyway, <laughs> uh, the, the big Lebowski Walter, John Goodman, right? If he, you like, yeah. you said he's got a short fuse and he might shoot through a hole through the roof. What if he shoots someone in the head, like one of one of your other passengers? What if he kills Tom Hanks? What then I'm you've saying, got a bit of he's spice, not, he's he's a bit of not, You never know what's going to happen. Oh, <laughs> you, he only kills the Vietman Vietnamese. <laughs> As he puts it, it's fine. Oh All right, he's going to take us bowling. We're going to meet the dude. Right, it's going to be so fucking you've got amazing. Two racists, then you have actually got two racists in your car. Look, See, we've got we have variety. It's the three Walters, man. You can't get better than the. You've got variety, we've... but we've got the three Walters. Yeah, but they're not very they're good three, three Walters. Walters. One of them's a self-obsessed maniac. One of them's a gun-obsessed racist, and the other one is a bloody Nazi enfusiest. It would be an interesting ride. Yeah, you would have a lot to think about after. 
you'd have a yes. lot to think about with why you'd don't never I just forget spend, it. like spend five hours in a car with two racists and a meth cook? I think it's yeah, fair to say like fun hang. I think it's fair like to say interesting... we'd yeah. all we'd all have stories. That's true. You know what? That's yes, true. I can't argue against. Oh, that. oh, and also uh, Walter White from Breaking Bad might also be uh, mistaken for a racist because he shaved his head. Very true, true. Skinhead. Plus, you're going to have Walter coughing constantly. That's just going to get annoying. And especially in a COVID world. Don't be harsh. He's making fun dying. of his cough. Yeah, He's fucking insane. Leave him alone. Terrified. Leave him out. Leave him out. <laughs> Come on, for goodness sake. You can't help it. <laughs> the man has yeah, cancer. Leave <laughs> 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 him alone. <laughs> I've got no more points, man. I feel no, like I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm coming in. I'm stopping the timer early. <laughs> well, the audience thanks you. That was a thing <laughs> that just happened. Um, Joe, what are you? What are your thoughts? Like that was out, absolute bro. madness. <laughs> what? <laughs> what have I just listened to? By the to? way, I need I need to make it one hundred percent clear: the filming podcast does not, you know, believe or you know. Just, or is affiliated with any of the quote-unquote facts that David came out with during that. So, <laughs> uh, I just need to get that out there. Joe, what did you find midway through? Uh, all the way through that, if anything. Well, or, if you were just, or if you just fell over. <laughs> I, I don't know what I was doing, to be honest. I was enjoying... The chaos. I was enjo- the chaos. Um, I, who, who do you think has the better point? Now, um, this is the thing. They're both total rubbish, to be honest. So, David and Xanders, yeah. I've got to say, the people in their car were probably pretty boring. Um, Amen. Okay, okay. But, but with final drafts choices, you've got a druggie, Fred Flintstone, and a racist. Now, I want to be in that car. Wait, where the fuck's Fred come from? from? John Goodman. Oh. Oh, dear. Um, I just wanted to reference the Flintstones. Oh my god. Um, oh, well, I'm thinking about the, the stories that they could tell in that car. You've got Tom Hanks as Walt mm-hmm. Disney. I mean, how can you say no to that? Yeah, I know. Like, we've chosen three. Well, you try and find another Walter in, in, in film history, it, it doesn't happen. We, there's a lot of. We've put a lot of thought into these Walters, right? Now, yes, I um, <laughs> I almost don't want to give a winner to that. I, I, I almost don't. Um, but Joe, if you were to you know put it down somewhere, are you, are you saying the final draft? Yeah, I'm gonna have to go for the final draft. Easy. I think no. I'm no. gonna have to go for the final draft as well. Oh, um, what? You're yeah. in the floor. Yeah. No way. Um, I thought we had that. Uh, David, David it, like, don't get me wrong. It was close, but all for, for the wrong reasons. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I think we should probably move on to uh, move on to the next <laughs> round and forget this ever happened. I can't wait for that. I yeah, agree. let's do that. <laughs> okay, next round, <laughs> guys. This is the most useless sequel. Uh, so, guys, what David and Xander, what, what what have you picked? Let's go. Uh, you know what, Xander, I'll let you introduce this one. Thank you, thank you. Um, we, we were discussing a, quite a few of them. Um, there were so many to choose yeah. from. But we ended up going with... We didn't even end up going with a bad movie. 
But okay. we uh we we ended up with go going with Toy Story Four. Okay. Right, I can see that. I can see that. Um. Okay. So we'll, we'll come back to that in a little bit. Alex and Adam. Uh. What what, what have you what have you guys picked? Yeah, it's a it's a great question because there's so many terrible sequels that you can really sink your teeth into. Yeah. But that's not well, that's that, not the that, question. That's, yeah, it's most useless. Most useless, exactly. And when I think of the word useless, there's only one film that comes into mind, and it's The Rise of Skywalker. See, when I, I think did, the like, word I useless, I disagree, but I can't wait to hear you out. <laughs> I, I, okay. I cannot okay. wait. Uh, well, believe me, I cannot. <laughs> okay, uh, we're gonna go over to you guys first. Uh, your ten minutes starts now. Good. Um, oh boy, right. Yeah, do you get you guys go ahead with uh, Star Wars. Okay. I, it's like it's so bad. I don't even want to talk about it. That is is right. It was such a rocky road. This new trilogy, right? So you had The Force Awakens, which was like a nostalgia hit for everyone. It was introduced these really promising new characters into the universe, tied up loose ends, got everyone excited again. Modern Star Wars, excellent. Uh, the next one came out, Last Shadow, which I actually quite enjoyed because it was, do you know what? It had balls. They yeah. had balls to do what they did. Yeah. And it was very, very brave to do something like that with Star Wars. But what did this one do? It took all of that bravery and threw it under the bus and added nothing to that story. It was like a, it was like a, a completely useless sequel to that <laughs> story. It's nothing... almost like it's not a sequel to no. The Last Jedi. It's almost like a sequel to a hypothetical uh, second film. Like a fan film. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Noth none of it derives from the last film. Um, what they did with... Um, with the characters in general and the way that they finished all of these these arcs was criminal. The way that they ignored some characters completely was criminal. The fact that they didn't address anything that happened in the last film, the choices <laughs> they made, was ridiculous. Um, and a lot of the choices they made just sucked. Like, no one wanted them. Like no, And also, they never could stick to anything. Like... Like it jumped all over the place, so it was never like a set place which this film took place in. Um, and then it went to like kill people off, or it went to make some big decision, and they just completely reverse it like instantly. Yeah. There was yeah. no like tension in this movie, it can't, it was it just can't even make its own choices. Yeah, it can't yeah. make its own choices, it, it wants to exactly try and be as daring, but it just can't. And, it, and they played it safe, that's what they did at the end of the day. Rise of Skywalker, they played it safe because they. You know, for better or for worse, Last Jedi had such a bad reception that they switched gears and it's, you know, it's such a harsh change in direction from clearly what Brian Johnson was thinking. That it just gives you whiplash and then and then for the film to be pretty mediocre and not that interesting, um, makes it fucking useless, makes it utterly, utterly useless. Especially for something that's the end of, you know, a massive saga and franchise and, you know, and I like I'm not a massive Star Wars person, but even I was disappointed by it, you know, like it, it it felt like such a bum note to such an important, you know, series. And the fact that they just completely shit the bed with it. Yeah. It's just it's just uh it's, it sucked. And it, yeah. They should have <laughs> just they should have just cancelled it. Like they had such a palaver over making it and they hated it and all this stuff and all the they didn't know how to they bought back um 
J.J. Abrams instead of letting um, Ryan Johnson continue with his own story. They they scrapped the original script that he wrote alongside The Last Jedi, ready for it. So they were kind of like two films, which has been leaked, which sounds actually quite good. It does, um, it does. Yeah. Like, see, because they were just so spineless. Like, uh, they took all the bravery that they had for Last Jedi and was like, hey, let's just never do that again, because that was that was silly. Like, we had a bit of backlash. People didn't like the big change. But yeah. they ruined every character in the process. It was just yeah. a bomb, like, complete and utter bonfire. So, to me, to me, it doesn't sound like you're explaining a useless film. You're describing the the most horrible sequel to this movie that could have could have existed. Oh, it, it, was, it was useless. Or defined useless. But it was useful in the sense of it finished off the trilogy. They had to finish off this trilogy that they set up a third movie, and it's Disney. They're not going to just leave it there. They kind of had to finish it, and they had to make something. Every end, so of, every end sense, of a trilogy is useful because it yeah. <laughs> because it ends the, the trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and that's where it's useful. Whereas Toy Story 4, <laughs> no. No. Toy Story no. 4 is the most useless okay. film because they already finished an entire series of films for, like in the, in the third film. They like literally sorted it all out. They gave the toys to a new kid and it was all ended. We no longer had the Andy Zaga anymore. We'd no longer had to work with these characters. We had the nicest ending possible of Andy going to college and this being a final farewell with these characters. But then Disney has to come along and just make another one where we just have to say farewell to these characters once again. And it's just, there's no point to do this again to people. There's no point to say goodbye to these characters twice because we've said a major goodbye to them once. It was a huge, huge finale. And then this is just like, oh, by the way, you're, you're getting another one. At damn, least, damn it, at Pixar. Least you know what I mean? Like, like, can, I, can I ask? So, you, so, you, so yeah. the ending of Toy Story 4 doesn't it emotionally impact you in any way? You don't it feel does emotionally impact me. But well, I, well, I didn't want go. to say goodbye to the characters again. I think you're We've conflating. I think you're conflating unnecessary with useless. Like, you know, yeah, they didn't need to do a Toy Story four, but like, it's not. It was good, and the and the emotions land right. You, you agree? The emotions land. Whereas with the Rise of Skywalker, it's it's letting you know it's it's such it's so what makes it useless is that it's hollow. It doesn't. It, it's hollow. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't. It doesn't. You know, use its previous. Uh, filmography or anything, you know, the previous films in the series to accomplish anything. It, it, mm. it's try. It's like it is like a film that like came from a parallel universe where there was a whole different series of Star Wars films. It doesn't feel it, none of like the actions the in it make any sense. It doesn't feel like the finale to the to to start to that new trilogy, and that new trilogy is the finale of Star Wars as a whole. And I don't know how it reflects on Star Wars as a whole in any way, apart from being, you know, just shallow references yeah just having having lightsabers in there and they use the force a bit like you know I've, and i feel like it's such a perfect um encapsulation of like the failure of the new trilogy in general to be honest like i feel like it just sums it all up in that movie of everything every poor decision that they made in the whole process of it and i think that's why i think rise of skywalker is so much more useless you know, because it's it is it is literally useless. It it, it did not accomplish anything. It only so, harmed the brand. So you know, so I think I think one thing that the Rise of Skywalker did achieve quite well is that it wrapped up 
Kylo Ren's story arc. So Kylo Ren is clearly the only character. It's not the Kylo from, Ren film. R- r- but from from the first movie, you can clearly tell what it's setting up for his character, and it sets and that that's the that's something that does follow on from the seven, from the last Jedi, his whole character, and I think that he's done not. really well. So in in terms of him, uh. he's not like his character arc saves that movie in a sense. So was it satisfying say, though? Was his finale really satisfying? Is that really how you wanted it to go? Do, like, do you really want him? Did you really want him to not to, hit to end in the way that he did? Like, truly, did is that what you wanted? Did did did, did you enjoy not, it? Because I, exactly, I didn't. Exactly. But and the, I always thought the, Kylo the, was. I always thought Kylo was the best part of the new Star Wars. But I think yeah, the overarching I mean, journey was, though, bad. the overarching journey was good though. Because like you see, you see the progression from the first one. He's just entirely bad. He's maybe a bit, you know, confused about it all. And then his second one, he leans so heavily into his anger. But the reason, what, what he, but the, the last one, what is set up was that the reason he turns good is because he sees her going bad. Like it, it's it, all the things that it set up previously for these characters in the last film were ignored, and that's why it was useless. Because it it took everything that it was like it set up and went. Actually, we're just not going to do those things. We're going to do something that is safer instead but it makes no sense because of it and has no emotional like um like depth for it it's just confusing it's just, useless i think just under it, a minute and 30 left guys get your final points in now it does it does wrap up the trilogy sure is it in the best way no but it does wrap up the trilogy in i know a lot of people who really do like this film a lot and they say it's a lot. It's really satisfying just to see it. It come to this end, and everything does get wrapped up. Whether we liked the way it got wrapped up or not, it does get wrapped up. With Toy Story Four, it already got wrapped up in the last movie. So you're, you're saying like wrapping. you're saying like yours yours ends a trilogy. Ours is post the end of the trilogy. So that's why we're saying it's useless. Toy Story Four is a fantastic movie that I have gone back to rewatch. I think it's one of I think it's um, better than Toy Story Two. Even it's it's a really really great Pixar film, but it's still so useless in the fact that it just didn't need to exist. It didn't need to be there for Toy Story the Toy Story franchise to be regarded as great. Whereas, no, it did. But or, or complete, it didn't need to exist. Or complete. It didn't need to exist. But whereas you're, you're saying it's it's still really good, and you and you love it, and like, and I think part of that is because it is Toy Story, and it's doing the Toy Story things that you know and love. So I don't know how it, you know, in comparison to Rise of Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker is useless because of how it lets itself lets its own franchise down, you know. Whereas I think Toy Story Four, yeah, maybe we didn't need it, you know, maybe you didn't need it, but it's still it's it's still worthwhile i think i think i think you still get what you're going to get out of that film i don't know what i'm going to get out of rise of skywalker apart from you know star wars is done now for a bit and that is time <sighs> that was intense guys I fe- how do you I feel felt that that was that was that was intense i feel like that was oh, the oh. toughest one so far yeah that was, that seemed, was tough it seemed <laughs> was um, very very tough all the way throughout that joe I'm going to bring you in. Uh, what, what what did you pick out throughout that? I this is a very interesting one. Um, very heated as well. Yeah. Um, now I'm not a big fan of Toy Story Four. Okay. Um, okay. And I really like Rise of Skywalker, but I'm not basing it on Wrong, but okay. my opinions on the film. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think. Oh, come on, James. <laughs> Wait, what did James say? 
I said to wrong, my, I was like wrong, but okay. <laughs> okay, well, uh, okay. Um, final drafts arguments of <clears throat> Rise of Skywalker being useless because it uh, ignores certain character arcs and story points from the Last Jedi. I get that, but I feel like it is necessary to complete the the Skywalker saga. It, it it's yeah, a trilogy, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it needs a third film, and that's yeah. where I think. David and Xander take the lead for me. Okay. Okay, that's that's in, that's interesting. Because um, for me, this, this one's a really, really difficult one because I I get both of the points completely. Um, like, I don't mind Rise of Skywalker. I, I despise The Last Jedi with a passion. Um, and, like, I, I, t- to me, Rise of Skywalker is... Th- there's too many behind-the-scenes things try- trying to go on all at once. It's trying to wrap up um, the entire saga, and it's also trying to mop up the mess that Ryan Johnson left. Um, and that's, for me, what that film is. And then Toy Story 4, I think Xander put it perfectly, is that it's like an epilogue. Um, like, you know, the story's already completed. It is still a good film, but totally useless. It, it, like, it's it's completely unnecessary. Um, so again, this is this is a really really difficult one for me, um, and I think I'm gonna have to give it to fill me in. Hey, oh, we're on the board, boys. Like, oh. like it is. Finn. It is so thin. You have no idea. We're on the ball. Can I quickly just say, when we were choosing this, uh, before we had that meeting with Alex and Adam, Xander said to me, oh, why don't we go with Rise of Skywalker? And I was like, no, because that's not completely useless. That yeah, was used um, in the trilogy. I, like, I'm Toy Story 4, although a great movie, it, it already ended. I, I'm not going to lie. Because I do I agree with you. Like, yeah. I do agree. Like it, 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 that is a very yeah, useless. Yeah. I, I I remember actually, it coming out, and I was I like, actually disagree yeah. still, but I do I do understand what you're saying. I think it's this was a hard one because we're kind of we've got different interpretations of what I, useless means. I, w- I was gonna say we when me and mm. David wrote this question, we were like, okay, we we meant unnecessary, but we figured we'd use the word useless. Thing thought they were interchangeable. Right, I just googled I the definition of the word useless, and it said not fulfilling or not expected to achieve the intended purpose or desired outcome. So really. <laughs> Yeah, the Rise of Skywalker is that. But, you know, yeah. we, we got the point, so let's move on. Um... Oh, we can always go, we can always go yes. back and forth. Um... <laughs> I, I got what you both meant, so that, that's the important bit. That's, that's the important bit. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that, was, that was a, that was a, a goof on us. Sorry. Like, Ale- 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 Alex and Adam. Alex and Adam, guys, Please I reckon. sacrificed the point. <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon if you guys had like you know maybe a minute or two extra at the end i'd probably just discard this round because like it, it was way it was way too thin um for, for, for this one like it was it was crazy like listening to this one um okay so we're gonna move on uh now to worst disney live action remake uh we're gonna go over to oh Alex adam first what do you guys think oh. wow um so, we obviously, I think it's quite obvious, but um, we went with The Lion King. Okay. And the, okay. the reason we went for The Lion King is that, we, we've said this in the past, I think, on our podcast, but um, it basically takes all the good things about the, uh, the, the original film and just doesn't include them. All right, okay. Interesting. Like, interesting. It takes the plot and takes all the good things out of it, which yeah. is like... 
its heart of like the animation and the the things that they did with that um and its charm and it's you know and they just didn't include it and they just yeah yeah are we well well we'll we'll, we'll find out in a few minutes time um (laughs) david and sander what are you guys thinking is the worst disney live action remake well, Zandy, when you take this one, yeah. When when we were uh, coming at this question, um, we our immediate thought was like the Lion King, um, okay. but then we we did a little digging and found out that there was one before the Lion King that realised that nobody actually knows about, or maybe nobody's even seen, um, and so we That's went with um, yeah. we we went with Pete's Dragon that got released way back in uh, uh we believe twenty sixteen, um. And yeah, it's it's we have no idea about this movie. Like no one knows it existed. Um, it's you probably see, buried somewhere on Disney Plus. Um, be- yeah. And the movie, like you know, the Lion King. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get into arguments a little bit later. But yeah, we went with Pete's Dragon simply for its um, lack of knowledge. Yeah, no, because I was going to say, like, looking at the notes here, I was like, well, Pete's Dragon, what the hell is that? Googled it. Straight away, I recognized the poster. Like, and I kind of remember the dragon a little bit from 2016. I didn't see the film. I don't think anyone did by the sounds of it. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what you guys think. We're going to go over to you guys first. Your 10 minutes starts now. Yeah, so we need to ask ourselves a question before we start this argument. And, you know, why would you why would you remake something, right? Um, like what what are the intentions of remaking something, especially something like The Lion King, which is beloved. You know, it's one of the all time uh, Disney animations from that Renaissance era. You know, it's absolutely beloved. Um, and to me, like I've, I, I'm not on board with pretty much all of these li- uh, live action remakes or whatever, because I think inherently they just are inferior versions of the originals. Yeah, um, I felt the same way about Jungle Book. Um, and I think with Lion King, why I think it's the worst is because it's so offensive to me, like in comparison to the original, like you, they, I think they really spat on their own legacy with it because, you know, the photorealistic approach and everything in the new animation and the new Lion King, uh, sure, it's impressive. And I would never want to disrespect all those, you know, artists who worked on that film. I'm sure it must be really hard and yeah, to definitely. see it on the big screen must be really rewarding. So I don't want to shit on that at all, but it's just not as charming to me and as lively and interesting as the original animation you know you can't really get it's like it's 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 little things like expressions you can't you know a, a, a photorealistic model of a lion can't emote the same way that a hand-drawn cartoon uh character version of a lion can you know it's it's, it's stuff like that it just doesn't have that charm it's the uncanny valley thing um yeah and then just outside of that you know the, the, the Lion King is so much more it's the music and the story itself because the story itself is like this it's very classic it's almost Shakespearean you could say you know um, it is like an adaptation in a sense of I think it's Hamlet or uh, yeah, you'd have to yeah it is Hamlet me. yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so you know it's, it is this massively bold story and just to see it get bastardized on the big screen <laughs> I just it, it rots my core and I think you know Peach Dragon yeah good pick it's obscure but if we're talking the worst of the worst like th- think about how offensive that Lion King remake is like doesn't it make you sick you know <laughs> <laughs> um we, I think if we're talking about like you know other factors around the movie's release uh, Peach Dragon made 
very little money when it came out. It made uh, under 150 million worldwide, whereas the the Lion King was one of the highest grossing movies of 2019, and it still is of like mm. all time. I think it made like 1.5 billion. So I think if we're looking at you know audiences as well, audiences clearly loved that new. They 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 flocked to see it. And I know loads of people who saw the Lion King reboot and were like, yeah, it was so great. It was so great. Um, the film is also getting a sequel. Um, whereas Pete's Dragon, it came out five years ago and it we, we've heard nothing about it um, because Disney have just tried to bury it because it was a, a massive flop. Because no one, no one gives a shit. No one gave a shit and no one continues to give a shit. And no one will give a shit in the future. So I think there's a difference between giving a shit about a mo- like a movie and then no, just like it just like it just being <laughs> we're going back to the word useless again. <laughs> uh, I, agree, I agree with what you're saying, but um, you know the film like the R film being more successful uh, doesn't necessarily mean it's not worse, you know? Because yeah, like it's I think it's just like it's so harmful to your own to your own products you know and like yeah people and like if because that's the only reason people saw it is because of that original lion king you know like because people know yeah the original lion king is amazing let's go watch you know the remastered version of it it's not even a remake it's like a remaster and you know like that's great that's cool and everything but it just doesn't have the the charm pilot like i don't know i haven't i haven't seen peach dragon but maybe that film was trying to be like an earnest remake and rethinking of the original movie but uh the lion king 2019 is it's just a hollow it's just a hollow corpse on strings for me it, it yeah. it's truly ugly to me and and that's and that's the other thing i want to talk about with the look of it like i don't i'm not personally and this might just be my own opinion but i'm not impressed by photorealistic stuff like it just doesn't really do it for me you know because you're limited by the you're limited by the boundaries of like how a hypothetical real lion would move about and stuff but you look at the animation in the original lion king like it's gorgeous like the the framing and the blocking and you know all this stuff it it's so much more impactful like compare the uh the scar scene you know the famous scar scene where mufasa dies like compare the remake and the original side by side and it's night and day it's night and day yeah um it, and i think it's why like it being a remake is relevant you know i'm sure peach dragon is nothing to write home about but if i'm thinking you know something that really offends me it's liking 2019 absolutely i think i think the um i think we can't like lay lay the lion king down too far because when, when it comes to stuff like that I am impressed. Like looking at that CGI, it's it is it is photorealistic. Like all, every single thing in that movie looks real. At a point you yeah, forget that it's it's in a computer and that none of it was ever filmed. I mean, there was one shot at the start, wasn't there? Uh, and the, yeah. the the very opening shot was a real shot. But then after that, it's all just in a computer, and that is mm-hmm. that is absolutely insane. The amount of work that goes into that. So I think it's, it's, got, it's, to, it's got to get points for that. It's definitely impressive, but is it effective? Is it, it does it? Do you get the same emotional reaction you get out of it as compared to the original? And I don't think so because it's just it's not the same. It's just not the same. You can't, you know. It, it, I, I think a good if, if you ever seen those like fan art drawings of like uh, Pokemon in like real life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like sure that looks cool. That's like some cool art. Um, but it doesn't have the charm of the original, right? You know, it's not the same. It's just inherently not the same. Um, and I don't think it's again. It is I mean, very impressive. I, I don't want to shit on. I don't want to shit on the artistry of it. Um, 
but I don't think it's as, as anywhere near. I don't think it's anywhere near as as effective as the original. That exact same point can be said about any live action remake of an animated film, though. No matter what, like Pete's Dragon, the animated mm-hmm. film from 1977, has a lot of charm through the animation, and the live action is very bland looking. I'm looking at the screenshots here, and it just looks boring, and it just doesn't entice you in yeah. its like filmography and its style. Whereas, like in at least The Lion King. At least they've done something impressive. Whether it's a good movie or not, I don't know. But no matter what, you can't deny how impressive it is and how technologically advanced this movie is. That's the only selling point, you know. But Pete's Dragon is just a basic live-action remake. They've got human characters, it's basic shots, and yeah, it can can look nice at times. The Lion King is so damn technologically impressive that 99% of this film is all digital. It's all just in a computer. Yeah, no, totally. But again, is it effective? It's I 100% agree it's impressive. Is it effective? I imagine everyone who... Are either of these films effective, though? I imagine the two people who saw Peach Dragon you know probably weren't <laughs> disappointed by it because they, they they the expectations mustn't have been that high you know like it, it, it's what there's a reason why it's forgotten but we're talking lion king man like lion king is it, it's huge it's important it's 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 genre defying for a lot Ooh. of people and you know yeah pe- people like it but i think it's just such a it speaks to and i agree like all of these remakes i just think are kind of bad because they're inherently missing the point of the originals there's a reason why you do something there's a reason why some stories are animated you know and yeah. like but there's also a reason why you draw something so there's a reason why you do computer animation like they they both have their merits but i think for the lion king story it 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 doesn't it doesn't the, uh need to be in hd very realistic oh my god look at him they're like re- they look real like because that's not the charm of it that's not the point of the original right i mean the original is a charming you know fantastic story yeah um and you See, know, the I new one make has nothing to add points. to that uh, speaking Please. of which, we, we are entering the final two minutes, so um, get your uh, final points. I, I, I also want to make okay. a point after David, if that's okay. okay. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, very quickly. So, the first point, very short and sweet. Um, the Lion King has a 6.9 on IMDb. Peace Dragon has a 6.7. So, clearly, factually, the better movie is Lion King, so factually, Peace Dragon is worse. Oh, on top of that as well... <laughs> Like, when it comes to the fact that nobody even knew that Peach Dragon existed. So even Disney clearly didn't give a shit about this film. Like, I people knew about the Lady and the Tramp remake on Disney Plus more than they knew about Peach Dragon, which released in cinemas. Um, it's also I, unfair to grab, uh, try and judge the score, though, because less people have therefore it was, object- it. It was objective. I, there would be no point to this conversation. So, I, I want to... That's a mute point, my friend. I, I want to make a point for the Lion King, though. The cast, holy crap, is amazing. You've got Beyonce, does, you've got Beyonce in your movie. You've got Beyonce in your movie. And she sings. It does nothing. And she's great. The movie's so hollow. the original voice actor of, of Mufasa. And yeah, you've got Seth yeah. Rogen. And Billy Eichner so and Seth Rogen are so good in Which voices are more iconic, the original cast or, or the new one? Like, there's a reason why they brought back the James Earl Jones. Exactly. So you're, yeah, you're, there's a reason why they brought him back, because they knew if we recast him, this would be a complete dumpster fire. Like, you know, no one's walking out of that like, wow, yeah, Donald Glover is really good in this. Like, no, no one's thinking mm-hmm. that. Oh, no one's like, God. wow, I really like Beyonce in this. It's, it's, a, it's a marketing technique, and that's the thing with it. It's, it's all just trying to make money. It's completely hollow. 
And that is time. Um, my God, that was that was intense. These are getting really intense all of a sudden. We What's want that on? sandwich. <laughs> I'm really hungry. I'm hungry, man. Uh, <laughs> I'd uh, Joe, I'm fine. Joe, what did what did you what did you find throughout that? Who who do you think's got a better point? I think final draft might be getting the sandwich. To be honest, meat sandwich. Just just to start, uh, David, critic critics ratings are not fact. Um, they, yeah, IMDb is based off of um, audience as well. Oh dear. Um, Pete's Dragon was obscure, but obscure is not the same as bad. Hey, and judging by sorry, uh, a lots of reviews and what audiences have, have said. It was a good remake, mm-hmm. um, but basing it on a on your arguments, I have to go with uh, Final Drafts, um, The Lion King, just because it. The point for me of these Disney live action remakes is trying to recapture the heart of the originals, but it's it completely missed it with The Lion King. So my vote has to go oh. to Final Draft. Uh, so I know I know you haven't seen Pete's Dragon, I just, but I don't think any of us have. Oh, no, I have. Oh, you have seen it? I have seen both of them. Okay, what, what, what did you think? Wow. I thought it was, it was quite heartwarming. It was a very okay. lovely film. And I've seen the original as well. So well, just say he did like Skywalk, like Rise of Skywalker, so I feel like his point on films is... Whoa! <laughs> no, like, no, no, I think my point is, don't we all look stupid, man? <laughs> um, anyway, um, so what, what, what did what do you want to pull from um, David and Xander, real quick? Like anything from them? Um, hmm. I I've got to say their arguments. Most of the arguments was this is an obscure film, um, and okay. yes, it is, but that doesn't make it the worst. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Um. <sighs> Yeah, I, I, I think I think you're not wrong, Joe. Uh, I think Final Draft take this. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, He's I can't argue against the Lion King. That movie is so bad. Scar, pun- <laughs> Scar punches <laughs> Scar, Scar punches Mufasa in the face. Instead of just letting him go, he punched him in the face. He's a fucking lion. How does he make a fist and punch someone in the face? What the fuck is that movie? Oh, my God. That was the first ever podcast me and James recorded for this show. It was about yeah. the Lion King. It was like good, it was like roasted good cop. It. it was like good cop, bad <laughs> cop, because I didn't mind the Lion King. I thought it was I thought it was good. I definitely didn't think it was as good as the original. Um but like Xander despised it. So I was <laughs> I could I could tell throughout this I was like Xander's trying like he's he, he's trying to hold this it in was, his hatred. It, the moment I knew I'd lost this was when I Googled Pete's Dragon and it said it's got eighty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I was like, well fuck. <laughs> Why? Can I just say, you're the one who chose Pete's Dragon. I've not watched any Disney live action movies. This was your question and yeah. your choice. And yeah. you somehow chose the best fucking one? Yeah, I know. I'll, you I'll are manage useless. that. I'll manage that. I'll manage that. You are actually <laughs> useless sometimes, Xander. Oh, How the stuff. fuck did you win last week? You, you oh, should have got a fact checker that hasn't watched the film as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, so I guess I guess final draft wins. Do, 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 we, do we want do we want to keep going? Well, we've got we've got the we've got the speed round and then we the got speed the, round. We got, do you want we, to keep going? Yeah, we got the speed round as well. Yeah, we okay. we can still pull this back. Okay. Okay. Right. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> what what score is it right now? All right, okay, let's see. So, final draft one best Batman movie. 
They also won uh, top three characters to go on a road trip with. And uh, they also won uh, worst Disney live action remake. <laughs> so right now it's 3 1. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's. It, it's it's pretty tight, isn't it, Joe? It's pretty tight. It is. It is. Oh. I see either of them coming out on top. There's still time. There's David, still time. David, we have to pull out a masterclass That's here, right? A masterclass. Yeah. You right. never know what's going to happen. Xander, can I just say, the the main one that we've won was my choice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, oh. Wait, so was it? From I now thought, on, just... Yeah, Toy, I chose Toy Story 4. I thought Look, we came so, together. What have we done? Like, no, I did. Oh, no, so, don't worry. This happens every we... week. It's fine. <laughs> We're going to break so, you down from the inside out. <laughs> We've been broken down from the inside out like 70 times at this point. I feel like yeah. James is Baron Zemo bringing all these people together and tearing them apart. <laughs> Oh, uh, so we're a little, a little bit over halfway, uh, including the speed round. It's looking like uh, the final draft are in the lead. Can David and Xander pull it back? Who knows? Let's hope they can. I'm definitely glad that they prepared for this. I've got to move on to the next round. It's best directorial... De I can never say this. Directorial debut. Uh, David and Xander, guys, what did, uh, what did you guys pick? Um, so we went with Get Out from Jordan Peele. Yes. Okay. It was the mm. first one that came to mind. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Um. And uh, Alex and Alex and Adam, where, where are you guys going? Well, um, you've probably noticed a pattern in some of our answers that we've kind of, <laughs> you know, I'll admit we've gone a bit hard on you boys. We've we've gone for like, uh, in in my opinion at least, you know, pretty hard ones to argue with. And with this question, you know, I wanted to have like a good a good pick. I think you've got you've chosen great with Get Out. You know, uh, such a great de debut <laughs> from Jordan Peele. But I mean, if I think in the best directorial debut of all time, it it's Citizen Kane. You know, imagine okay. you're <laughs> considered the best film ever made. So this is going to be a fun one. This is going to be this is going to be a very very interesting one. We're going to let film me in go first this time round. Uh, guys, are you ready? Okay. <laughs> right then. In that case, your ten minutes starts now. Good luck. Listen, um, I don't know about David, but uh, I haven't actually seen Citizen Kane because you know it's a boring old movie. Who wants to watch a boring old movie when you can watch a brand new movie like Oh, Get the hip hop shake my head. <laughs> no, Xander, no, Xander, Xander, you're gonna shut up right now. I'm trying anything, man. I'm trying to watch a boring old movie. I'm trying okay, anything. So, I'm trying anything, man. Citizen Kane is widely known to be one of the best movies of all time, but this is based on critics. And as we found out in the last argument, critics are not what to go by. Whereas Get Out, this is the most especially nowadays all films nowadays have a huge budget it's basically like the bigger ones that everybody wants to go see this was made on like five million dollars for one yes and then on top of that for five million dollars they jordan peele has managed to make a story that not only has embedded itself into now black history and like just in general the black community as one of the most interesting storylines possible because it's talking about racism within like dating a white person and the eff the effects that can have on their family it takes that to the extreme to a point where they literally try and make a slave out of him in a sense and not even in a sense they basically do or try to and 
once again, for five million, they have made the most beautiful film possible for a horror film. And yes, Citizen Kane, probably made on a fairly low budget. But if you take that into consideration back in the day, like, and, you know, with, what's it called, inflation, that's probably a huge budget by now. And nowhere near the, like, intrigue of Get Out. Like, I've never been bothered about wanting to Citizen Kane, not because it's an old movie, not because it's black and white. I love those kind of films. It's because it just sounds okay. It sounds like the most overrated film possible. And yes, it may be gorgeous. It may have some great lines, but it doesn't have as interesting a story as Get Out, a young African-American going to his girlfriend's parents for the weekend and immediately everything just goes to shit. Well, it was made in 1942, so probably not. 41 <laughs> and 2, no matter yeah. what. Like, writing doesn't really... Like, you can ha- you can make a very interesting story back in 1941. Mm. You can't really say, like, oh, it was made in 2017. Like, writing, like, writing has always been the same. People have just oh. realised well, how to... It's not a disagreement. Like, the, it, for, for, for when Get Out came out, like, me and Alex are both in agreement. It's a fantastic director's, uh, director's debut. Yeah. Um, it's a fantastic movie. Like, there's no, there's no question of it. But, like, to... But, like, Orson Welles to both direct, write, and also star <laughs> in a movie that's considered one of the best of all time. That's impressive. That, that's that's pretty it's impressive. impressive. That doesn't just happen. And like you know, yeah, this is this is a different era of Hollywood that we're talking about. You know, and uh, yeah, you're completely right. Like it, it was a massive production. It was from Arcade Studios, I believe. Um, and yeah, no, it was a big production, absolutely. And that was why that's what makes it so much more impressive. Orson Welles came from theatre. He came from the theatre, mm. radio drama background, and you know, it it it's it's it, it shows something about his sense of. Uh, skill with directing and navigating a story um you know because it's so impressive the, the film is very impressive i felt the same way beforehand before seeing citizen kane they're like well i'm sure it can't be that good and it's old and blah 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 like all these things but when you watch it it's just undeniably impressive and very technically um competent you know and the story in terms of is it a more interesting story than get out maybe not but i think you'll be surprised by how um, relevant the story is, you know, the story is very ahead of its time in the way that it criticizes um, political figures and the media and all these kind of things that are, we're still grappling with today. Um, and I think yeah. you'll be surprised by its timelessness, you know. Can I just say, although that will may be true, wonder what's not true. What? <laughs> this isn't his directional debut. Is it not? Too Much Johnston in 1938 is his directional debut. What? Wait, what? <laughs> Check IMDb. If this second. is some sort of short film, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. one to get more short. time. It, there's, there's two shorts beforehand, and then there's a TV series episode, and then there's this. This doesn't have short next to it. This doesn't have uh, docu- like anything else. An, un- an unfinished bit. film component of a stage production. So it's not a theatrical oh, first release. theatrical release. I told David, what are you doing? It God won damn it! Award, though. It's on IDB. Yeah, but yeah, it's, I mean, like, I'm sure it's, it's amazing. But yeah, 
I don't think it's it was a, a it didn't come out film. like David. Yeah. That's that's actually devastating oh, from you, mate. That's actually was, that's oh, devastating. Oh, um, oh, I was so happy for a second then as well. If we're if we're gonna talk about um like you know other things we can look at um Oscars um they these were actually nominated for like the same things um they both won best original screenplay and they were both also nominated for best picture best lead performance by an actor and best director uh which is just you know interesting so i feel like I'm, i've become joe here because i know i've lost um the, the um get out made so much money though it made and a ridiculous amount of money. It made like 250 million. And I was I was looking at the numbers there. Citizen Kane doubled its budget, which is great, you know. But get out like was made on five yeah, but this million. Was in the 40s, so it wasn't yeah. gonna make that much. Yeah, I know, I mean, but like, like still. You, yeah, and adjust for inflation, as you said earlier. Yeah, you got it's to yeah, it's not oh, yeah. hefty amount of money. But it so what I was saying, like it doubled for, it doubled its budget, whereas get out did hang on, I'm just gonna try and do the math. Fifty times its budget. But that's okay. why Fair that's enough. impressive. Yeah, it's, 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 it's yeah. This is what I mean. What we're saying is it's not it's not it's not impressive. But because there's such, it were made so far apart. That's why we think it's so impressive. Like the fact this came out in the forties and it was considered like it pioneered so much, and it was his first film. Like it, it was just simply like a magic star like it was just like a, a blip like it shouldn't have happened it should like all the so many components of this movie were right for it to be what it was to be considered one of the best movies of all time it's hard to say that there's so many elements that stack up against every other film that's considered like a great film for it to be labeled as like the best star debut you know what i mean y- yeah um, it's a I- hard one because obviously there, there is so many perspectives to go off yeah but like I think in the grand scheme of things, generally, when you add them all up, this possibly does come out on top. I think... Right, you're coming up on your final two minutes now, guys. Just get your final points in for me, yeah? I think, as well, an an important thing to look at is, like, we, we keep talking about, like, the time difference. Like, this was released in the 40s and Get Out was 2017. I think, if you're looking at that as well, the fact that Get Out is so original is also so impressive. Like... The fact that a movie can come out in 2017 and blow everyone away and be like, wow, this is so original. I've never seen anything like this. And it, you know, sure, in the 40s, everything that came out was like, wow, I've never seen anything like this because, the, you know, everything was new back then. But now we feel like as an as audiences, we've seen everything and Get Out was something so different. It was so expertly written. Every, I've sp- talked about this movie so much before, but like, Every single line of dialogue means something else the second time you watch it. So once you understand what happens in the movie the first time, when you go back and watch it again, everything means different things, but they still mean the same thing. So like they walk into the kitchen at the start and he says, oh, um, you know, my my mother loved to cook. So we kept a, a part of her in here. And then they meet the uh, the maid who's got the grandmother inside her. Obviously, the first time you see that, you don't notice that. You just say, oh, right, okay. That there's the there's the maid. Whereas the second time you see it, you realise that the piece of her that's in there is her fucking brain. This movie has has a wonderful mind, and I think it's fantastic. And I think I haven't seen Citizen Kane, but it's probably better because Citizen Kane is probably poo. 
Well, you heard it first. Nah. But why? But why was it the best directing <laughs> debut? Like this is what I mean. Like that makes because it a good I movie. said so. There you go. Okay. Only talks about whether it's <laughs> a good movie or not. That. Yeah. <laughs> this entire right. thing has been Citizen Kane is such a great movie. Get Out is such a great movie. We've not talked about how it's been directed. Yeah, well, I did, I said at the beginning, like the fact that he wrote, starred, and directed it. Like also, all those Citizen roles Kane, together. You want to talk influence as well with Citizen Kane? I mean, yeah. Jordan Peele wrote and directed it, so he's Citizen got two Kane, of the three there. Citizen Kane pioneered so many filmmaking techniques that you're recognising all of cinema history. When you rewatch it, you will notice the way that certain oh. camera transitions and lighting effects and all this oh. stuff there are, and they are top notch as well. Because stop, it's, it's not even he's already mad. <laughs> Zander, I, think, Zander, I think you're gonna have to get these guys a sandwich. There, there are um, shots in this film that when we watched it together were like, oh my <laughs> god, how did they actually do that? Like, I, yeah. I wouldn't have to do it today. I was like, how, how did they manage that? You know? Um, Just, it's very clear that we owe you guys a sandwich each. David, do you want to talk about that performance? <laughs> I fucking try. It's better than what Zander tried at the start. <laughs> it's old, so I haven't seen it. Zander, uh, right, yeah. you watch old movies all the fucking time. What you want about that? Xander, was... you've seen Twelve Angry Men. So... I was just trying to be funny. I was just trying to be funny. Say, did it? Did it work? No, it didn't. Oh, <laughs> devastated. The hypocrisy, man. <laughs> okay, that, that, I literally made a Charlie Chaplin film with you. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did do that. I remember that. that anyway, good. moron. Joe. Um... <laughs> Final draft, right? <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I think one bit that stood out to me was how they said it, in, you know, in terms of directing and stuff like that. Um, yeah. It was so influential. Um, like, mm. I watched, I haven't seen Citizen Kane, but I've watched behind the scenes videos and their use of matte paintings and stuff like that. It's, mm, it's just yeah. so interesting. Um, and yeah, I'd have to hand it to Final Draft. Well, yeah, you guys put it, put it best yourselves. It pioneered everything pretty much yeah. um yeah guys uh well done final draft uh take it for <laughs> very much this section of wow the podcast. for one yeah. stinker for you guys in. yeah you guys got <laughs> obliterated you They're guys so stink <laughs> <laughs> once again xander's choice they literally just, just say that now we literally just held you at arm's length and just kicked you in the ball. Yeah, but we we didn't think Jesus about Citizen Christ. Kane. We were thinking we we afterwards we went through so many and still Citizen Kane just didn't come up in the conversation because why would it? Like that's that's a nuts pick, guys. Yeah, you've absolutely I smashed love, this. Love, yeah, I love how like when we told you we picked it, you were just like, oh fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think honestly, like looking at some of these picks, I think that was probably the tone of most of those. <laughs> Happy Pride, everyone! Um, we're, Hi. We're, sure, right now, me and David might be in a bit of turmoil, and we might be considering closing the podcast altogether. But this is future Xander and David, who actually afterwards decided not to do that because uh, this 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 movie fight thing mm. is is just a bit of fun. But right now, we're gonna come back together. In the spirit of the show, and recommend you another LGBTQ plus uh, representation filled movie that we really like, and we think that you guys should enjoy as well. 
And what movie are we doing? Are we adding to the um, Blu-ray Hall of Fame this week, David? This week we are adding um, an incredible film that you have recommended to me many times, Booksmart from 2019. Yes. Absolute banger. Um, I'll read the Google synopsis now quickly. Yes. Uh, before graduation, best friends Amy and Molly realize that they have been cast aside by their peers for being bookworms and pretentious. Then they decide to let loose and make up for the lost time. This movie was actually really, really fun. It, it, yeah. Like When it comes to um, its representation within the LGBT community, it's not in your face about it. It's not a coming out story. It's literally just a story about two friends trying to make the most of one night because they're about to go to college and one of them happens to be gay yeah yeah that's it and that that's it it's a side storyline it's not but it's not treated as if like oh there's a gay character it's literally just yeah they're, they're gay they like a girl yeah it's cool yeah there's it's there, nice there are moments when it does bring like little bits of comedy that but not like with without like making fun of the situation there's like a moment where uh they're the two of them are try to try and sneak out uh, uh, to the party and the uh one of the girl's parents think that they're dating and so one of them really plays yeah. up on it and the other's like no 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 we're not we're not dating we're not dating uh and th- like the other one's touching them loads and that's really funny that's really 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 funny and that's the kind of thing that i'd do with my like male mates it, if if I, yeah if, if it was if there was ever an opportunity to do that i would 100 percent do that so like it's, yeah exactly same here yeah um it's it's very it's a very heartwarming movie aside from the representation it's just a great movie overall and i I also appreciate that in this movie as well like when they go to the party everyone they know is there like and everyone sort of is on the same level as them by the end i really do appreciate that i really like this movie it's becoming slowly one of my favorite comedies and if not movies um yeah absolute belter would recommend yeah absolutely fantastic yes so i feel like i took over that one you took over the last one i took over this one next week we're gonna come yeah, back exactly. to you we're gonna come back to you guys next week with another little lgbtq plus recommendation uh, for to sell to continue to celebrate pride month but for now let's get back to the speed round good luck xander and david from the past even though we kind of know what happens yikes yeah and we kind of hated each other for a minute yeah but it's all good now. All love and that. Right? Sure. Oh, sure. God. Okay, we're back with Ultimate Film Combat. So uh, it's looking like the final draft are uh, running ahead with this one so far. We're going to move into the quick fire rounds. Uh, we're going to be doing this up until it's mathematically impossible for one of the teams to win. Uh, so far, it is 4-1 to the final draft. Um, guys, how, how, are you, how are you feeling, Alex and Adam? Let's go to you first. Elated. <laughs> yeah, as, as as sweet as a victory is, I mean, you know, who knows what's going to happen? But yeah, um, I do. I do feel a little bad, and I think you guys have chosen some really interesting picks, actually. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I completely see why you picked some of them, and I'm actually quite surprised that we just won that last round because I I love Gal. I mean, it's a fucking amazing film. Um, yeah. But we did play a bit dirty. I think. I think we've we've got <laughs> some cheap shots. Yeah. <laughs> David and Xander, what what's going on with you guys? How how are you feeling? Because you've got quite an uphill battle here. Listen, the the team is in turmoil. Um, there may be some there may be some discussions of uh, of disbanding the podcast at some point, but um, we'll, we'll save those for another day. First of all, we've got a we're going to lose this, but we're going to lose it respectfully. 
and we're going to get a couple of points in this speed round so it doesn't look like an absolute thrashing. Alex, what have we done? Okay. <laughs> I, was I told yeah, you. you, you I said from the, the beginning. <laughs> well, 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 well done. You've, you've killed the pot. <laughs> I'm oh, let him breathe. 70 episodes in and it's fucking dead. Yeah, yeah. It all ends there. Finally! <laughs> um, I'm Sweet release of freedom. Anyway. Um, no, so oh, how this is work. no longer my boss. Fuck yeah. <laughs> okay oh, so how this one's gonna work this is quickfire rounds you've got uh i'm gonna give one team uh the opportunity to pick what they want to pick you've got two options and you've got 30 seconds to come up with your argument and then uh, to you know speak it back to the other team that team will then have their 30 seconds to give their points as to why their point is better then you've got 15 seconds to you know so it's, that's the rebuttal round where you can respond to any comments that have been made throughout those 30 seconds make sense yep. yes okay great uh so uh guys who wants to go first in this one so i'm i'm not asking like i'm because we're gonna we're gonna be picking the final draft team to go first as they won the previous rounds yeah. uh but who from the final draft is gonna go first Come on, boss. You can do it. I believe in you. You're up. <laughs> All right. Okay. And uh, and uh, who who is going for from uh, the filming podcast? Da- David, who, would would you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Uh, fuck it. I'll go first because knowing you, you'll somehow fuck this up as well. Um, amazing, amazing. We're, we're okay. taking David. It's down uh, to the final draft to pick. Uh, you you can pick first. Uh, what is better? The better trilogy, the okay. Star Wars prequels or the Star Wars sequels? Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh. oh no! Um, Adam, you know which one it is. <laughs> Come on! Oh, I mean, I want to say prequels, but okay. but I do like I do like the sequels more, okay. and I know. I'm already it's, setting myself up for uh, failure, Alex. I'm sorry. Well, well no, I'm like, sorry, bear, bear in mind, bear in mind, I'm this is probably opinionated. I'm completely unbiased. Joe helps me in this round, so you know, it's it's a voting thing here. Alex is so screaming you, right now. I can hear you, it. No, I would have. <laughs> I, I would have the wall. <laughs> I know. I would have picked the sequel too. I would have picked the sequel. <laughs> yes, lad. Okay. So, so you're going the sequels. You're, you're going the sequels. Yes, please. Okay, David, you're going with the prequels then. Uh, you right, got this. Going- you got this, David. You got this. We're gonna we're gonna Thank go you. Uh, you. with Adam first. Are you ready? Uh huh. Okay. Right. Well, in that case, thirty seconds starts now. Okay. So they used right. So the sequels, I feel, were a lot more. They took a lot more. Um, they were a lot more daring. Um, they were a lot more considerate about building a universe. Uh, that was that felt new. Um, was tying a lot of loose ends, whilst I felt that the prequels um, just missed a load of shots. There is a great example of what happens when you let a director just um, you just say yes to everything. Um, All right, okay. um, and that's it. That's it. That's oh time. shit! Oh, no. <laughs> that was terrible. It's tough, isn't it? It's very tough. Oh no! All right, David, are you ready? Uh, yep. Yeah. All right. Okay, your thirty seconds starts now see now as like as good as the force awakens is it for me personally it doesn't beat the render of sith which is one of the best stars films of the entire series anyway to me and on top of that there's also the fact that 
Although, yes, it ties off loose ends in a sense. The sequel series was kind of completely unnecessary in the first place. It didn't really need to happen because that was just Disney cashing in on an IP they bought. Whereas the prequel series, it actually had to happen because the studio was that fucking dumb to make the original trilogy first. They couldn't, they didn't make the sequel series originally. So we had to see where these characters came from. And I feel like that's, that's why this is already better. And that's your time. Um, okay. Oh, this is actually really hard. To oh, God. <laughs> it's so hard to defend these two <laughs> fucking trilogies yeah. when yeah. they're it's so bad. I've yeah, got a headache literally. with everything David just said because it's all wrong. But <laughs> almost. <really. laughs> but <laughs> we've got to go with it. Um, <laughs> right, we've got to go back to <laughs> we'll go back to the final draft now. You've got 15 seconds uh, to come up with uh, you know any any responses you you want to say. Uh, okay. In regards to what David said, are you ready? Okay. Right, right. Um, Fifteen seconds starts shit. now. Right, I get what you mean. Okay, but the thing is, is about uh, it didn't. You said uh, had to happen. It didn't. That's complete bollocks. Like, it, it, they like if they started with those films originally, if that was the original trilogy, they would have made prequels to that one, and or, it, they probably wouldn't have because the the original was so good for you know that many reasons. Um, it right. didn't do the the story justice. That's that's you, John. <laughs> that's oh. <laughs> this is horrendous. I was I was gonna let you keep going, like, cause I always like, cause you always go. Everyone always goes over the time by a little bit, so I always like try and get that last point. No, in, no, you thank were, you for cutting me off because I would have just. You kept were going, going into another point there, so I couldn't I, I couldn't allow that one. But um, yeah, that that's that's Legal. your point. <laughs> uh, right, David, are you ready? I guess, yeah. <laughs> right. Your 15 <laughs> seconds starts now. See, I see what you mean by that, but at the same time, it kind of wasn't needed just from the fact that you named it 4, 5, and 6. Like, imagine releasing 4, 5, and 6, and then everybody wondering, when the fuck is 1, 2, and 3 coming out? And on top of that, we also got to see the actual origin story of Darth Vader. You, that's one of the most insane origin stories ever, and one of the most impactful in cinema. Okay. I figured um, something right on the timer, didn't I? Yeah, you, you, you did. <laughs> oh, God. I was yeah, bring that myself. You went, yeah, you went, like, a, a little bit over. Um, Joe, Joe, what do you, what do you think? What do you think? Because this is tough. Um, this is very tough. It's a very... Like, like, I, like I said, like, you know, when we took a little bit of a break, these are very, very tough questions. I have not been nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... If you if you were gonna pick Joe, right, which, which which would you go of? Which is the which is the better one for you, prequels or sequels? Hmm, I have a lot of nostalgia for prequels. Yeah, that's the thing. So I may have to go with the prequels. Yeah, me too. Uh, who who would you say has got the got the better argument though? Hmm. Um, they both got pretty shit arguments. It, yeah, to be honest. <laughs> um... I, I, I feel like because like this one is such a you you can you can talk about so much about this but you you compacted to 30 seconds. It's very difficult to do. Um it's horrendous. It's actually which horrendous. Is, which is part of the reason why I, you know, pick this one to try and put you guys on on the spot and keep you on your toes. <laughs> but um welcome to the speed round, baby. Yes, exactly. I thought um, the final draft's argument of the prequels didn't need to happen. They 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 sort of do on reflection to get like yeah. the full emotional weight of 
Darth yeah. Vader slash Anakin. No um, and there was a point that David brought up um, that the sequels didn't have to happen. And the, the, the thing is, the sequels were always going to happen at some point, even if George Lucas retained mm -hmm. the rights. Um, the big controversy about that, David, is that um, George Lucas had a plan for it, it like because the original, because it's, it's the Skywalker saga. The original trilogy yeah. is about. The, I remember. The, the, I remember the original trilogy about is about Luke. The prequel trilogy is about Anakin, and then the sequel trilogy was going to be about Leia. Yeah, um, that's that's what it was going to be about. Was, he that, always that, planned to bring it back like forty years later or so, didn't he? Yeah, like well, the idea was that they were going to start doing the sequel trilogy in twenty twelve, and then instead, you know, he sold the rights. Um, and then there was a meeting with, you know, Harrison Ford, uh, Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher, um, which, is, which is the big controversy about that, that Disney bought the rights and then didn't stick to the original plans, which, you know, Lucas gave them. That's the controversy behind it. So it, it was always going to happen. Um, as for who, who had the best argument, though, again, it's really, really thin for the reason that you could talk about this forever and ever and ever. Um... But I think I'm gonna say the final draft win. Just David, I'm not gonna lie, about... David, you fucked that. No. It's, the, it's yeah, thirty I... seconds to talk about the fucking prequel trilogy, dude. You need to check your phone. I sent you a text. I sent you a text. Send it on fucking Discord. Then I'm looking at my computer. God damn it! Alex is right. sending me texts. I went in Lone Ranger here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having faith in me. Well, um, Joe, jo, what, what do you think? What do you think? Yeah, I would have gone with David based on his. You you go with David. His opinion. Yeah, because the bit about it needs to happen to flesh out, you know, the origin of Darth Vader. I think for me, yeah. that's a massive part. It is. It's so yeah. necessary. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. But your favorite character is Darth Vader, James. I don't. I know. You are literally always saying that you want a Darth Vader solo oh, movie, which yeah, would be no, fucking I did, awful, I by the way. It but still, it. it'd be like it Cruella. Really wouldn't. Let's do the um, next one, guys. Let's do the next anyway, question. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna say final draft win that, but not by much. Thank you very much. Um, I thought Joe was supposed yes. to help you in that because you kind of decided before Joe even helped. Oh you. no! Yeah, it, well, that no, the reason like, it was a voting thing last time is because there was you were in the bottom three as well. So like, yeah. you three could decide. Whereas now it's yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just the two of them. Yeah, so yeah. it's just James. Yeah. Yeah. So Joe Joe has input. Like you know he can he can. So vote with... it's basically just like he's going with the um the normal questions now. So. Pretty much. Yeah. A little, little bit. Yeah. Um. Okay. So now. Again, this is this is a pretty tough one, but we're going over to uh, the <laughs> filming podcast getting first picks. Okay. Uh, this this is a this is a pretty tough one for for me. It's an obvious answer, but you know it it totally depends on the type of person that you are, and you can make this sound like a correct answer. Um, who is the better Avenger, Iron Man or Captain America? Ooh. Um, oh, I, I'm I'm doing this one, right? Yeah, yeah. you're doing this one, yeah. Oh shit, I have to pick first. Fuck. <laughs> who's the better who's the better Avenger? Iron yeah. Man or Captain America? Now you, now you can take this one in any direction you like, but you know, you've you at the end of the day you've got to make them out to be the pos like the, the positive you know, more positive than the other. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go direction. I'm gonna go with my boy Iron Man. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. 
strong, oh, strong yeah. pick. <laughs> and um, Alex, you're going with uh, you're going with Captain America. Um, yep, which would have been my pick anyway. So you, okay. yeah, I was going to say you've made a big mistake. <laughs> okay, well, Xander, okay. you're going first. You have got thirty seconds to tell me why Iron Man is the better Avenger. Go. Okay, so Iron Man is the better Avenger because one, he pays for everyone's stuff. He's the reason they have all the money to build Stark Tower and stuff like that. Two, he sent the missile up to Thanos at the end of the first Avengers. He saved the day. Um, in 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 at the end of Avengers Endgame, he sacrificed his own life. Spoiler alert: to destroy, like to um wipe out Thanos' army with a snap of his fingers. He saves the universe from the biggest bad the MCU has ever seen twice. Um, in one set of films. Um, Captain America um, like, doesn't really do much in the movies. In his own movies, yeah, he's a great character. He's a great character. But in terms of avenging, and as an Avenger, I think Iron Man has to take the cake. That's uh, that's time and your points. Well done, Xander. Uh, we're going over to Alex now from the final draft. You've picked Captain America. Are yep. you ready? Ready. All right, your time starts now. So you've gone surface level, and that's, you know, that's interesting. Um, the thing about Captain America and why he's the best Avenger is when I think of the heart, the true heart of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and even parts of the comic books, I think of Captain America. I think what Chris Evans does with Captain America um, is a transcendent piece of superhero portrayal in a way that I don't think Robert Downey Jr. really is. Um, I think he has an emotional core that is un unbreakable. Um, and when I think of, you know, the impacts he's had on the Marvel Universe, like, I just, I just think it's. I think he's the true heart of everything, you know. And and if we want to be be petty and be like, oh, who did more stuff? Captain America was there for all that stuff, man. He was there for all that stuff, and he was kicking ass in the forties. So it seems pretty easy in my eyes that Captain right. America is the best Avenger. Well, well done there, Alex. Uh, both of you are raising very good points. Going to bring Joe in now. Uh, what what do you think so far? This this is very strong. Um, I got to say, yeah. Xander's doing much better than David. Um, <laughs> Can I just say, I had the impossible task of talking about the fucking prequel trilogy. <laughs> like, Xander gets to talk about a All right, David. All right, it's okay, David. It's okay. David, he's just trying to oh, rile you up. Joe. He's just trying to rile you up, David. It's okay, honey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Joe, if you were going to say who who is the better who's the better Avenger, who who do you go with? Uh, based on the argument so far or based on my opinion? Oh, no, your opinion, your opinion. I'd have to go for Iron Man. Mm. You see, for me again, it's really, really tough, but it's it's got it's got to be Iron Man for me. Yeah. Uh, right, we're gonna go back over to Xander now. Uh, Xander, you have got fifteen seconds uh, to come up with a response to Alex. Are you ready? Y yes. Okay, right. Your 15 seconds starts now. Okay, so if you're talking about the movies especially, Iron Man literally kicked off the entire MCU. There would be no Captain America film or Captain America franchise without Iron that first Iron Man doing so well. Robert Downey Jr. is so iconic in that role that they he basically he looks like the character in the comic book and he was almost tipped for an Oscar in Avengers Endgame, whereas Chris Evans was left in the dust. Very well argued, uh, Xander. Uh, we're going to go back over to Alex now. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, your tw uh, to 20 seconds, your 15 seconds starts now. So the thing with um, Rob Downey Jr.'s performance is that, yeah, it's good, but it's a one-trick pony. He's doing the same thing every time. Chris Evans brings emotional weight, um, and I think that's why his character is more poignant, to, uh, more you know, more powerful and more emotionally invigorating to me. Uh, you know, the end of the whole Avengers trilogy is ends with Captain America passing the shield and him dancing with Peggy, and I think that says a lot about where the real heart and emotion of the MCU was. Okay. 
Some very, very good points uh, raised here. This is so tough. Yes, mate. This this is so, so, so tough. Um, Joe, if you were going to hand this to someone, who do you reckon reckon should take this? I think Xander. I just think the the arguments were much stronger. I get that Captain America does have a lot of heart, but, you know, Iron Man does a lot more. Mm. Um, for me, like when when that point was being raised, that uh, like you know, Iron Man just kind of does the same thing each and every single time. Um, I mean, look look at look at Iron Man three. Like you know, they, they they literally you know take away his suits for you know a, a, a significant part of that film, and then he's you know brought back into it, and you know he's constantly upgrading himself and trying to make him be better. For me, to to be honest, if anything, it's Captain America that would be the person that's kind of bringing the same thing every time but again not that much either like he's he's still incredible hell he lifted the hammer in endgame um which by the way means under saw in the cinema on opening night and everyone went mental when that happened that was incredible probably the thing i remember most about that film i love it that's what i mean um however i think xander wins that round Come on! Five two. It's another consolation Ooh. prize. It's Come rigged. on! I mean, it's I mean, I can see it. I can see it. And this, like, yeah. fair enough. You, I think you did argue better, but I do generally believe that Captain America is the actual heart of the MCU, and Iron Man is. Yeah. Is, so, is, so, as soon as I said cool Iron Man, I was like, cool "Fuck! Suit. I should have picked Captain America." Uh, so <laughs> yeah, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> like, because again, that's the beautiful thing about this. It's totally, you know down to down to you you can make or break these people you know depending on what you say here so it's different for everyone everyone else everyone has a different favorite superhero um at the end of the day uh right this is um quite a big one for me these are two of my favorite tv shows right now um we're going (sighs) over to Um, the final draft uh we're going the boys versus the umbrella academy Ooh, um, who's who's oh. who's arguing? Uh, David, do you okay. want to take this, or am I taking this again? Uh, I'll take this one. Cool. Okay, right. And uh, Alex, Alex, and Adam, who who's going to take this one? Um, uh, what bear was it mind, again? Bear in mind, you're picking this time. You're you're picking. Who okay. You want to what, the boys, what was it between again? I the boys. Yeah. Versus the Umbrella Academy. I think. Um. I can take this one, Bus. I think I, I think I can do this. I believe in you, mate. Okay. I reckon you can. <laughs> so is so this about Al- teamwork? They're so Alex positive. Look how nice that was. It's like two sides. Civil podcast is like. Two sides of a coin here, isn't it? So is it Alex versus David this time round then, yeah? Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, Alex, you get first pick. Uh, who do you want to go for? Uh, the boys. You're going to go for the boys. Okay. Yep. David, you're stuck with the Umbrella Academy. You cool with that? You don't really get yeah, much that's fine. You cool with that? Okay, great. Yeah, that's okay. Right then. Uh, Alex, you're 30 seconds to tell me why The Boys is better than the Umbrella Academy. The better TV show starts now. So I think The Boys is just better because, it, you know, it's, it's, it's being very self-reflective about a massive genre that we're all aware of right now. Um, and it's just super fun. I love its sense of humor. I love its violence. And I just don't really think Umbrella Academy really has the same that same level of quality to be honest i think the boys is far more impressive and interesting the way it's creating commentary on the superhero genre at large 
Whereas I just don't think Umbrella Academy really does. I don't think it really manages to be as interesting and unique. All right. Okay. Okay. Fair, fair, fair. Right. Uh, so, David, uh, same thing again for you. You've got 30 seconds to tell me why the Umbrella Academy is better than the boys. Are you ready? Yep. Your time starts now. See, as much as I love the boys, I do actually really enjoy um, the Umbrella because like it paints these people as they have been brought up thinking that they are superheroes when they're actually just abused as all hell they are just abused children and it paints this picture of these characters as if they are like i'm, I'm stumbling upon my words here i don't know why it paints these characters as if they are just broken whereas in the boys they're just evil these characters are no longer evil they're human they are actual people all right okay okay uh, some interesting points being uh, being raised here. We're going to go back over to uh, Alex now. Uh, are you ready to uh, respond to David? Yeah. All right. So, your 15 seconds starts now. Um, I see. I see the kind of self-portrait nature of Umbrella Academy. I do see that, but like, I think what's more interesting is the exploration of um, power in the boys and the critique of an authoritarian power, which is very relevant for today. And I think when you think of superheroes, it is a bit of a fascist uh, fantasy. And I think the boys is exploring that idea in a much more in a super interesting way that um, is endlessly in interesting and watchable. And yeah, I, I think it's just more engaging for me personally compared to Umbrella Academy. Um, I find Umbrella Academy quite slow. I think. Okay. <laughs> Water, let's be honest. The wheel kept going there. I was like, I was like, do I stop him? Am I being rude? I'm trying to get it all out. <laughs> it's fine. I started, again, you sound like you're going to another point. I was like, yeah, I've got to stop him. Okay. No, that's fine. <laughs> I get really good, really, really good points being raised here. Uh, okay, David, you're ready to respond. Yeah. All right, your time starts now. See, the Umbrella Academy goes in the opposite spectrum of that, where it takes these people who have this power and actually put them into normal lives, trying to take it so that they want to become more normal people. They want to separate themselves from that superpower. They don't want to be loved by everybody. They don't want to be constantly saving people. They just want to be themselves. They want to be what they want to do. And no matter what, they always do that. Like, there's um, the guy goes up on the moon. He's trying to just help people. There's also the actress. There's the fact that Klaus is a broken mess. Mom, <laughs> we're done. That was more I was gonna say there, but I, I, I know. Yeah, oh god. Again, this is another really, really difficult one because you can just you can go on and on and on and on and on about these yeah. th these types of TV shows. Alan, can I just say I actually do think The Boys is better than Umbrella Academy. I was you wait until after the point he's given, David. <laughs> what have you done? What have you done? <laughs> this is after the point. Uh, oh, oh, <laughs> I'd also say, in terms of like source material, I think the comic book of Umbrella Academy is much better than the boys' I've comic. I've never yeah. read the um, Umbrella Academy comics, but I really want to because uh, they're written by Jared Way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Jared Way wrote them. Um, I really want to. I really want to read both the boys and the um, Umbrella Academy comics because they look. They both look fantastic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, I I absolutely love both of these TV shows. Um, but Joe, I don't think you've seen the Umbrella Academy, have you, Joe? I haven't seen either of these. You haven't seen either of these. You okay, seen well, the no. well, you're you. useless. <laughs> I know. But no, we're we're basing this off arguments, aren't we? Oh James? yeah, we are. Yeah. So who who do you think has the better has the better argument here? To me, David's was just focusing on the characters, and uh, Alex's arguments about just like the explanation of power and the critique of authority yep. was to me much more interesting. So yeah. So I'll have to had. 
I'd have to go with Alex. You see, now on the interesting thing here is that for me, Alex was winning that. Alex was winning up until David uh, kind of raised the point that these are people that are just, you know, they're, they're, they're not necessarily, they're, they're bad people, but they're not necessarily terrible people. Um, but they, you know, want to be kind of left alone. And, you, you know, whereas I, I, I just thought that was, that was a good point to bring up um, that, you know, they're, they're not the average superheroes. Um, and that's a little bit different, I think. Um, so again, like, you know, as I keep saying throughout this, because you guys are really, really, really good at this, um, it's Finn. It's so, so Finn. But I think I'm going to have to go with David here. Yeah. Come on, David, with the dog. Wait, what? It's a travesty only, of justice. Only just. Only just. Wait, so what? Well, what this, Joe? No, like, even, when you said even, that, like, I was focused on the characters, this show focuses on yeah. the characters a lot more than. This is like, disgusting. And the voice focuses on power. D so David. We were focusing on the points <laughs> that the show's point, like, focus on. David, is oh, this are, are we are we smelling a comeback right now? Is no, that what we're, we're not smelling? smelling a comeback right now. Xander, <laughs> <laughs> don't, 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 don't worry, Alex. Xander, don't jinx it. This still break still us mate. <laughs> 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 I'm not worried or anything. <laughs> I'm not worried or anything. It's all right, anything. let's get this last one. Let's get this. Last <laughs> one. All right, let's give it a go. Okay, well. Just in case this is, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna skip a couple. I'm gonna, not not skip, but like re re um jig some of the questions here because I think this is. I want I wanted to get one of my harder questions in here. Oh and great! For me, <laughs> this is super evil. This is the, my most evil question I'm ever going to ask anybody right uh, now oh, you asked this i'm just gonna say i'm so glad that i took the reins on that one and not xander because xander would have yeah. been incest because <laughs> he um, does not like brother academy nearly as much as i do no nah, i yeah. don't i really don't now <laughs> uh it's phil Mian's turn to uh to pick okay that. okay this is super evil because both of them are incredible films oh okay out of the two from the Cornetto trilogy, which is fucking the bastards. Oh no. <laughs> or Shaun of the Dead. Yes. Oh, 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 oh yes. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Oh. I, I, I have my answer. You you go with it, Sander. Yeah, I'm I'm going with this, and the answer is Shaun of the Dead. Yes. Okay. 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 Right. <laughs> and uh, so, Xander, you're going from film me in, right? Yes, I am. Okay, and uh, who who've we got going uh, from uh, from the final draft? I think you've got I think this one. Me. On. I think you've got me. this one in the bag. <laughs> Adam, okay. Adam, you're stuck with hot fuzz. Are you okay with that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. That Please. sounds that sounds hesitant. <laughs> hey, um, um... It is now time for Xander to go first. Your 30 seconds starts now. So Shaun of the Dead introduced us properly for the first time to Sam Pegnit, Frost, and Edgar Wright. Um, the 
the one shots during this movie are absolutely incredible. The one that takes him from the house to the shop is so well done. And the fact that it's done twice and mirrors each other. The comedic timing is absolutely impeccable. It is relentlessly quotable. Um, and it actually gets kind of scary towards the end. Like, you actually feel a knot of tension in your stomach because you care about all of these characters so much. And the fact... His mum calls him Pickle. It's so fucking adorable. This movie has a giant heart, and I love it with all of it. Well done, Xander. Thank you. <laughs> Some very good points raised there. You said that you were scrambling a little bit. All right. Adam, are you ready? Yes. All right. Your 30 seconds starts now. You want to talk about quotable? Hot Fuzz is the quotable Edgar Wright film of all time and one of the most quotable British comedy films ever made. It's marriage of cinematography, all of the elements of its uh, script, uh, performances, everything is the most perfect out of the Cornetto trilogy. Um, so, uh, it has, its, it, you know, Sean Des has, has its merits as a comedy film, but this builds on every single aspect of it and is literally one of the most perfect comedy films. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. Well, well, well done there, Adam. Oh, okay. How do you guys feel? Because this, this again, Awful. is probably the most difficult one I'm very, out of I'm, all. I'm very sweaty. <laughs> I am very sweaty. Can I just say, like, when I'm when, very sweaty just because of how hot it is in my room. When I sent, <laughs> great. When I sent these questions over to Joe. Um, straight away he pointed out this question is like that's evil like he's he's like that that <laughs> joe off of that uh what, what what do you what do you think who um who has the better film here is it going to be hot fuzz or is it going to be Shaun of the dead which, which one would which one would you say not based off of arguments but based off of your okay. opinion you know whenever whenever you mention the corner corner trilogy i go straight to hot fuzz yeah it's just got a great yeah. cast and you know brilliant yeah no like it hot fuzz is incredible it, it is it's just one of those movies that you can just sit down at any point and just watch and but then again at the same time so is Shaun of the dead Shaun of the dead is incredible as well um right xander we're going to go back over to you now you have got 15 seconds to respond to adam okay are you ready i'm ready your time starts now. Shaun of the Dead is a perfect length for a movie. Hot Fuzz is about 10 minutes too long. Shaun of the Dead, also the plan scene. Absolutely hilarious how it keeps cutting back and back and forth. And Chris Martin is a zombie in Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz wouldn't have happened if Shaun of the Dead wasn't so perfect. Well done. Ooh. Well done, Alexander. Huh? Okay, right. Adam, are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah. Alright. Okay, you're 15 seconds starts now right hot fuzz is by far more clever in terms of its visual comedy and also actual like contextual comedy um and uh their performances take another level up um it is the most quotable it is the most popular for a reason it is a staple in british comedy and a uh, fuck off grasshopper there's a quote there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone was muted, so there was just like silence. It's, it's, the, fact just, that, it's <laughs> the fact that you had to say it is a quote. It is a quote. That's a quote. Yeah. A fucking grasshopper in your room, just like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, right, Joe. Uh, that is the end of that uh, that question. There, which one do you think should take the win here? I think, I think alone for the 
Bear in more mind, memorable quotes. This is potentially make or break here. I know, but Zanno uh, had some bloody brilliant yep. arguments. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah. Like the great bear, single. Bear take. in mind, we're not going off of opinions right now. We're going. I off know, of I know, I know. Yeah. I know. Um, Morning, Angle. We know. <laughs> quoting. They're quoting the film I was arguing. <laughs> they are, I think, for that <laughs> reason alone. <laughs> My point is, I quote that a lot more. Yeah, you do, yeah. Um, and I, Hot Fuzz is more quotable, and it builds on everything from Shaun the Dead, like the visual comedy. Mm-hmm. So, for me, it's Hot Fuzz. Right. In terms okay. of arguments. In terms of arguments. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Again, because you guys are so good at this, because I can tell, like, you know, you, you, there's been, like, you know, some obviously Dave and Xander have done this before, but I can tell, Alex and Adam, you've had these kind of conversations before at the very least. <laughs> um, so, you know, it, it's it's just really cool to hear, hear everyone's um, kind of what way of thinking about these films. I really wanted to get this one in just in case, um, you know, everything was over because this was the most evil one and I had to get it in. Um, but with that in mind, I am going to give the point to Xander. Come on, come on. I, I think Xander, like, again, just took it, uh, like, a couple, like, a couple steps a little bit further. Um, but at the same time, (laughs) at the same time, that is not undermining anything that was said. Um, on the opposite side there. 5 4! Getting sweaty, boys! <laughs> Ashes, lovely. Now, probably the second most evil one coming up now. Um, again, this is, this, this is it. This is tense now, okay? This is super tense. We're going uh, with the final draft. Before. First. <laughs> this is so tense now. Uh, the final draft, you get to pick first, okay? Okay. I'm literally what, is, <laughs> what is the better? <laughs> Quentin Tarantino movie. Oh, for fuck's sake. Ooh. Ooh, okay. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Oh, no. Pulp Fiction or Inglorious Bastards. Oh, oh, do- wait, we get to pick first, don't no, we? No, no, we don't. Oh. Well, we don't, they do. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think, Adam? Which one? Well, I, I think I know which one, but... What what are you thinking? Who, who wants to go first? Let's let's decide. That I'll one. either say yeah. I'll either say yes or no, and you have to go with that one that you you're thinking of. What are you thinking of, mate? Well, I'm thinking of Pulp Fiction. Yes, I'm thinking Pulp Fiction. Yeah, and I think I I think I could take this one. You can argue that. Can, yeah, yeah. I think I can you argue can this one. You as well. can do it, mate. You can do it. I know you can. Thank da- you. Thank David, you. I, David, would would you I allow me the honour of taking this? Are you sure? Because. <laughs> I think you know, I'll give I'll give you this one. I'll let you. Take I think it. I can take this, bud. I think I genuinely. I think I got this. That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> then I definitely I got this. I definitely got this. Okay, right. In that case, then <laughs> it's Alex versus Xander. Are we ready to go, guys? <sighs> yep. Yes. Okay, so Alex, just confirm for me you're going with Pulp Fiction first, right? Okay, right. Well, your 30 seconds to tell me why it's better starts now. 
One word, iconic, all right? Pulp Fiction has cemented itself into 90s culture and just uh, when we think of Tarantino, we think of Pulp Fiction. It's his most defining film. It's exploring narrative in a super interesting way for its construction and uh, structure. Um, it's endlessly quotable. Uh, it's got so many fantastic Tarantino moments and I think it's, you know, defining for him, I think it influenced all of his other films after the fact. Um, so I think it's a superior Tarantino film in many, many, many ways. All right. Okay. Well done. Well done. Uh, Xander, are you ready to uh, ready to go? Yes. All right. Okay. Your 30 seconds starts now. One word for you. Overrated. There is a big middle chunk of the of the movie in Pulp Fiction that is genuinely just really boring. All the butch stuff, the stuff with Bruce Willis, it just grinds the movie to a halt. Yes, Jules and Vincent, amazing. The guy who cleans the car, amazing. But... Nothing will compare in Pulp Fiction to the opening scene of Inglorious Bastards with the Milk. That is absolutely phenomenal. Christoph Waltz at his at his prime. Brad Pitt do, brings the comedy in a movie about like killing Nazis, where it, it should be so dramatic, and he brings such a levity to it. And Quentin Tarantino, sure, did some great work in Pulp Fiction, but by by Inglorious Bastards time, he perfected his craft. Nice. Okay, that is everyone's thirty seconds up. Uh, Alex, are you ready to respond? Uh, you've got 15 seconds uh, to uh, to respond to Xander. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Right, your time starts now. Uh, so you want to talk uh, about performances. Let's talk about Samuel Jackson uh, as Jules. I mean, I, I think that just speaks for itself. You know, he, he is he is the movie. He's he's the main. He's practically the central character. He is absolutely incredible, and it's like the ultimate Sam Jackson performance. And I don't think in Glorious Bastards, as good as Christoph Waltz is, I don't think it comes anywhere near to that level. When you've got John Travolta and Uma Thurman and Bruce Willis, it's a, a fantastic cast, and I refuse to accept that in Glorious Bastards has a better cast. Nice. Okay, okay, nice. Xander. Yes. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, your 15 seconds starts now. Sure, your might yours film might have a bigger cast, but Michael Fassbender turns up for one scene in this movie and steals the whole thing. The scene in the underground bar is absolutely phenomenal for tension and for, for dialogue as well. The dialogue in this movie is absolutely phenomenal. And Daniel Brühl is also incredible like i said earlier quentin tarantino short did great in pulp fiction but he's perfected his directing style when it comes to inglorious bastard this is his masterpiece as brad pitt said at the end of the movie very 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 well argued both of you here Sander, that was a very fucking good argument at the end i can only commend you for that point i'm, I'm sorry no. I, I just had to give him some it's a good argument but i don't i, I don't think it's way. true i just don't think yeah. it's true I think this is not true. Well, yeah, of course you wouldn't think it's true. You kind of have to think it's not true. <laughs> I can't I say anymore. I'm, I don't want to add anything to the conversation. Um, <laughs> so, Joe, um, if you were to if you were to pick, um, you know, which which film you're going to watch tonight? Is it going to be Pulp Fiction, or is it going to be Inglorious Bastards? This is hard for me because I haven't seen either of them. You haven't um, seen either. Okay, that's safe, Joe. You start. <laughs> Fair. I want to. I want. I want to go to bed knowing that I've just seen that's a bingo. <laughs> that's a so, bingo. Is that how you say it? It's just. It's bingo. just bingo. <laughs> no, very okay. quotable as well. Even even if I haven't seen it yet. Which yeah. Is the thing. That is, that is a very good point. Gorlami. Now. <laughs> now. Now. 
Now you're even quoting it. I. <laughs> Sorry, we'll stop. We'll stop. We'll stop. I strongly I'm believe scared. that Inglorious Bastards is the better movie. However, oh fuck's no, sake! I, however, I think that the better argument came from Alex. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. Fuck! Yes. Oh, I, oh, I thought I had that man. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, it's also had a Simpsons episode made around it, so... Yeah, no, it did, it did. I, I, I take, I take Simpsons it you're going to be the episode around fucking everything, though. That can't be a fucking point in its favour. Okay, so uh, so, so, what, what does that tell us then? So, uh, final draft win, win it's everything. Si it's 6-4. Um, how many it's questions do you have left? Uh, we have got... One. So yeah, yeah, that, yeah. They, they win by one. That'll do it. Yeah, that's it. The final draft take the door. Hey, guys, Xander, you've got to get them their um, sandwich. Them, I never agreed to their meaty sandwich. Oh, so you come as a sandwich. I can't believe it. I, I think, I think David's just being a tight ass. So it, it looks no, like no, I'm no. I'm getting the sandwich. That's what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, you're getting you're getting their sam you're getting them the sandwich. Uh. Yeah, I've never We're agreed to the terms. Very, very worthy opponent, opponents. You guys absolutely smashed it. Um, yeah, Thank congratulations. You. Thank you. Well played, lads. So, very, very well done. Uh, the filming podcast defeated, utterly smashed. Teamwork seems to be the key here. <laughs> Alex and Adam seem to take the win. Uh, commiserations, obviously, to uh, fill me in. Uh, guys, well done. How, uh, how do you feel, Alex and Adam? No, that, that was that, that was Great. stressful at the last minute. There, to be fair, I did think you guys were gonna <laughs> you were gonna take it, yeah. but um, you know, Zander, you had, I'm gonna you had just say arguments. it now. You 100 percent jinxed it earlier by saying, "Are we having a comeback?" <laughs> <laughs> you, see, you see what I mean about the whole cocky thing. This second, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't second, help. Yeah, it really uh, doesn't. You do you have any idea how close it was? Like it was, it was so unbelievably close. It's close. All of that. It's close to perfection. This close. Adam, Adam, how how do you feel? That was you know a very very big fight there from from the two of you actually. That you know Alex did me fucking proud at the end there. He fucking aced it. Um, and I think there was both things in. Um... Sorry, sweetheart. It's fine. Um, but... <laughs> I had a feeling that, you know, the those questions were a lot of fun. Like you guys made this whole process a, a lot of fun, um, and it, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. It was a uh, they were hard. Like, that, those were hard was questions. Really those were really yeah. like <laughs> evil, evil questions. You evil man. <laughs> <laughs> I I will take that. Like James, fuck you and everything you stand for for some of those questions. Honestly. I'm totally fine with that <laughs> um you're fine that, with me fucking you oh i'm fine oh with my god fine. <laughs> jesus christ this this took a turn to get your head out david anyway you know just just with that comment i'm i'm you know thinking of just taking all the points away from you and just saying <laughs> i'm more than happy to do that anyway no, i got please. to say on the podcast fucking do it i'm not scared oh god <laughs> Rap, let's move yeah. this up. I don't, I don't enjoy this. <laughs> um, very well done there. What, 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 what did you guys think? Yeah, oh, that, it was yeah, a lot no. of fun. But fucking Xander, man, come on, just 
One in future, please research the choices you're deciding to make. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point. Immediate reaction to where's Disney live action? I said, oh yeah, Lion King will be that. And then he's like, nah, nah, Pete's Dragon, mate. Pete's Dragon. Yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I kind of... The Skywalker for the losing one as well. Kinda, but kinda, luckily, I came in and said Toy Story 4. Kind of, kind of, uh, kind of fucked it on those. But you know what? We, we had a lot of fun and uh, we're, we're really glad that... Um, um, you guys, Alex and Adam, came on and did this with us because it's it's, it's super fun. dumb and but it's it's so much fun. So we're we're, gl we're glad that you guys had fun. That's the that's the main takeaway from this. So uh, thank you for being Sweet here. And thanks for having us. It's been great. So uh, real, real quick, uh, just before we chuck everybody off, <laughs> what just shout out, shout out where, where you guys can uh, can be heard and listened to. Yeah, so uh, if you liked us, if you thought our arguments were interesting or whatever, and you want to hear more, you can go find us at the final draft. Uh, it's on Spotify, Google, it's on all the places. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Just search for the final draft podcast, and you should be able to find it. Um, and yeah, if you like the show, come on, come on over and have a listen. We've got plenty of episodes, and uh, yeah, and also, and again, thanks for having us on, guys. Like this was really cool. Um, mm. I, I love doing this pleasure. kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, thank you. It was our pleasure. You, you guys, you guys were bloody brilliant. Uh, Joe, uh, where can everybody find you? I can be found on YouTube at Rebel Whovian, where I do stop motion animations, reviews, and trailer edits. Okay, thank you very much. And uh, and obviously, uh, you can head over to uh, the Filming Podcast uh, on Apple Music. Obviously, obviously I, I don't I don't see why we have to do this bit because if you're listening, you've obviously found us. Um, so yeah. congratulations <laughs> there. Um, but obviously, we are on social media as well. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Just search uh, Filming Podcast, and we'll, we'll come right up there for you. Uh, guys, thank you so much for coming on with us today. Uh, we'll be back next week, uh, same time as always. Until then, though. Bye bye. Goodbye. Bye. bye. This bye. was Ultimate Film Combat. There we go. Sponsored nice. by ah. Flaming Hot Cheetos. <laughs> nice. This that Sunday, Sunday, it. Sunday. Well done, no, no. GG. Okay. GG. Yeah, GG. GG's all right. So GG's tense, that. that was so tense.